But freedom doesn't come free. Sweet liberty! <laughs> Look familiar? Scenes like these are happening all over the galaxy right now. And you could be next. Let's grind through the end of the week. Mm. And it's a long weekend this weekend. It's is the it? Grinding Gear Podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> what's going on? What's it, happening? You better not ask me to do anything on Monday because I will still be in Orlando. What is it? Uh, Memorial Day, I believe. Oh, oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. That yeah. old chestnut. Yep. Actually, an important holiday. Uh, Sweet. No, I mean, but, I'm not belittling the holiday. I'm merely uh, <laughs> acknowledging my lack of knowledge of holidays because I don't have children in school. So it's a, you know, it's another day. That's, <laughs> that's another a good day point. Here. That's a good The point. library will be closed and it's going to be tough. I am always aware for when, uh, whenever Katie has a day off, because that's a, mm. it's a special oh, occasion yeah. and we usually take advantage of it in some way. So, Excellent. Katie doesn't have to work on Monday. Uh, Formula Drift Orlando starts tomorrow. So tomorrow. Sweet. Katie and I will be driving up to Orlando and inhaling tire mm. smoke for two days, going to Epcot on Sunday and coming home Monday. Wow. Oh, what a weekend. Nice. Oh, it's going to be a good nice. time. Dude, I have been looking forward to this. Uh, as you know, I had a lot of work fall in my lap recently, and I've been working my buns off. Nice. And I am so very ready uh, to r- relax by a pool, which is weird because I have one, but uh, it's different when it's not your own. Right. Yeah, it's your own. You know, you did. You don't concern yourself with the chemical balance of it. That's gotta damn be nice. straight, dude. Which thank you for reminding me. I need to go dip a strip in my pool. <laughs> we had a lot of rain recently, and that can throw off the balance. Yeah. pH. All right. It's also time to scrub the tile. It's getting the salt build. Oh, sweet, oh, sweet yeah. video game podcast oh, yeah. action. Come for a visit, dude. I'll slap a bathing suit on you and uh, tell you to scrub my pool. I, I own a bathing suit. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have my own. <laughs> it's a turn of phrase. It's a turn of phrase. It was, I didn't mean to imply that I think you don't have one. I, 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 I'm so excited about this gauntlet of video games we have coming up. It's, uh, it's busy. It's cool. Like after the whole start of the year with all the ports and all the weird stuff and, you know, that kind of thing. It's nice to have just be like, wow. Completely my next- snuck up on me. Uh, this is uncalled for. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I, I can't forgive it. Uh, this is the only reason I want E3 to exist is so that I'm aware that it's happening because uh, oh, yeah, apparently yeah, we just yeah. had Sony E3. I had no clue it was even coming up. Oh, it was beautiful. It was so good. Oh, no bullshit. No interviews. I you know, like respect your devs, whatever. But like, you know, as a consumer, I just want to be blasted with trailers directly into my eyeballs. Some guy walked out. Apparently, he owns Sony. <laughs> I, I didn't know who owns Sony. So I'm like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. And then he left, promptly left after five lines. Ah, oh, what a beautiful showcase. No one mentioned NFTs? No, no. Yeah, I don't. I no. can't think of a single, like, weird thing. No one no, snuck on stage no one and said anything so- about Bill Clinton. Sony does what Nintendo. No one said that. <laughs> Well, in the in the uh, the chat, probably. I mean, I I saw some of it live. I watched some of it live. In fact, we were in the there's a video game news channel on our Discord, and everyone just like was there, like hanging out. So we were all typing, just going nuts. Uh, yeah. So Talking you know, everyone. It, but in the like live chat for it, 
just a lot of people really excited for Grand Theft Auto 6, which it did not happen. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't show anything. No, no, and then no, no Bloodborne. So in general, the, the chat's energy of the live stream was uh, sorely disappointed. It, it, uh, yeah, it, again, it's, so it's not up on me. So I didn't, I didn't plan to watch it live because I didn't know it was happening. So I didn't watch it live. Uh, and so after the fact, my YouTube suggestions were just flooded with PlayStation showcase trailers. Um, and so, uh, I watched just the ones that were interested to me. Fair. Um, fair. And, uh, that, that was it. I didn't, I didn't sit through the whole thing. I, yeah. And you, you're not selling it for me, Kyle. Cause if there weren't, uh, you know, developers in blazers over a t-shirt saying things in a cringy way and getting claps from only the employees in the audience. <laughs> I don't understand what the point of watching it was. Oh, uh, it was for the gauntlet, right? It, it, to me, it was, it was the popcorn theater experience. We set it up on the couch. We were snacking. We watched them. We commented talked over some because they were less than stellar. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, like, I'm never seeing that at the back of the theater. Is that energy? It was really fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I did that reason. We saw fast 10 over the weekend. Uh, we being Katie and me, and it was my first time seeing the Oppenheimer trailer. And I did the oh. thing you do. I leaned over to Katie and said, I want to see that. Yeah. That's with, uh, with, 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 with Joey shirtless punching the, the not zombies. Joey shirtless yeah. punching the not zombies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he always makes this face. You're talking about Cillian Murphy? Yes. From yeah. 28 Days Later? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. I don't think of him I mean, as shirtless. I think of him as in a, like a hospital gown. Scarecrow. Um, no, the best part is when like there's thunder out the windows and he's just running around, a little skinny dude, killing a bunch of people. Oh, I guess that That's is the like the part. very end of the movie, right? It was yeah. Christopher Eccleston. 28 Days Later is one of my all-time favorite zombie films. Like It's fun. It's yeah, really freaking good and i don't yeah. care for 28 weeks later i mean it's just a different movie that's like saying you know land of the dead dawn of the dead they're, they're such different movies and you know you got mad eye moody there you know getting some crow in his eye and, oh you know, it's so good yeah it's, so good. it's a good movie oh my god watch 28 days later if you haven't if you think if you've never seen it and you think you're burnt out on zombies uh you're not you just haven't you just haven't seen 28 days later it's yeah, it's a good suspense movie. I'm not much, I, I wouldn't say like I'm not much for gore. I'm not squeamish in that way, but there is unfun things that happen in horror movies. Mm. But I, I really like 28 Days Later and I really like The Conjuring, uh, of course. Oh, big fan the of Conjuring's both. Amazing. Big yeah. fan of both. Um, before, before we get into the news of the week, Kyle, though, uh, don't you want to know how Fast 10 was? Oh, yeah, I was fast 10. Well, if I stumble over my words today, it's because I could feel myself getting stupider as I as ah, I took it in. Yeah, that sounds like it was good then. Yeah, um, Jason Momoa stole the my, my My highest praise I can give it is Jason Momoa completely stole the film. And my biggest okay. critique of it is that there's way too much Vin Diesel taking it seriously in it. Huh. Everyone is having a great time and Vin Diesel feels like he thinks he's in a Jesus Christ movie. Oh, okay. I can, yeah, I can see that. It's very weird. It's very mm. tonally dissonant. Um, yeah. There's some really fun, everyone's having a great time, uh, except Vin Diesel, who I think is for some reason a little too into this role. Right. He's like, he's going for his Oscar or something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That does happen from time to time. You know, the, the tonal, the tonal, lots of dark shots of them yeah. like thinking and stuff. And you're like, everyone else is having fun. What's, uh, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, huh. I, uh, 
I'm, I'm, I think I'm there. I, I, obviously, I was already there because I was a fan, but I, I really miss Paul Walker. Uh, his, his absence is extremely noted at this point. Yeah, he brought, he brought an energy to the franchise that paralleled uh, Vin Diesel's performance. I mean, you're making me think of Arnold movies. Like, Arnold was never a good enough actor to to go there anyway, so it never really happened. No, so it with, really with, with like the exception of the Terminator films, because I think he was kind of born to play that role. Like, he, yeah, that was a character he played seriously, and it really worked. Uh, but, but like, and I love it. Like Terminator Two, my my answer changes daily. But most of the time, if you ask me what's the greatest action film of all time, my answer is Terminator Two. Uh. That's a really good answer. Um, it is exceptionally made. Uh, and mm. it, it, it was kind of, I see it as one of the, there, there's still a lot of practical stunts these days, but Terminator 2 was like, I think the dying gasp of like big, ridiculous practical stunts. They took a full size semi, shoved it on its side, pulled it with cables and had people punch each other on the side of it. Like, oh, it's man. ridiculous what they, what they did in that movie. I just love aliens. I love aliens so much. Mm. Sigourney Weaver. Hey, but you know, more uh, horror. we're just going to say James Cameron is probably the answer to that, to that question. Cause I would have said my favorite Arnold movie is true lies and that's a James Cameron piece. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just recently yeah. rewatched it cause Katie had never seen it. And I just found oh, yeah, that we, out and it's not every day that you find out that someone you have known for more than half your life, uh, hasn't seen, seen something true that you love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we watched it and she rather enjoyed it. So. Nice. I forgot nice. how long that movie is. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. True Lies is yeah, but long. It, but it's not like Pirates of the Caribbean long where like we have extra scenes. Like all of True Lies is used. But it, and it's, it's not like cyclical. Like that's the problem with Pirates of the Caribbean is like you're leaving the island again and your brain kind of goes, wait a minute. <laughs> Didn't this just happen? I like I like movies like that, though, because uh, 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 Fury Road is the same way it's like wait we're going back to the place we came from mm. and but they they just use it like, like everything is set up and has a payoff in even if it does feel like a retread it's kind of like a oh do you like a metroid game do you like a metroid style game you're gonna backtrack but it's gonna feel different because you've grown along the way yeah yeah uh that's a that's a good a good factor i'm having that experience immensely with uh tears of the kingdom because i'm improving as a player of course you yeah are. Yeah. I'm, I'm improving as it because I sucked when I got in. Like I've probably got 10 hours of just climbing random rocks and figuring out what the hell's going on. And now after I've got to be, I've got to be like 40 hours into that thing. And I'm, I'm loving it. Which like, is probably I'm, barely scratching the surface so, of his anything like breath of the wild. I, I beat one temple. I beat one temple mm. in that time. So I'd say that's a pretty good pace for a brand new player. Not really knowing what exactly is going on. Not too bad. Yeah. Well, cool. Glad you're enjoying it. I yeah, remain unmoved. Yeah. Well, bring on the showcase. Let's do it. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. Again, I just ask, is, is this E3 apparently? Because uh, it's, it's yeah, we got the, the PlayStation showcase, which I believe they skipped last year because I think the last one of these that was titled this way was when they announced the PS5. When did the PS5 come out? It's not about when it came out. I think about was when it was announced. Okay. I'm, I'm taking a look here. Don't I'm going me, through time. Don't ask me the question on years for things I didn't look up before the show. How dare you? There, There is a 2021 here. Wow. These are, these are kind of cool to go through because you can see what actually came out 
<laughs> like what actually like uh, here we have the remake of the old republic which never happened nope nope um nope. we've got a very loud something that I, I have no idea what it is alan wake remastered yeah yeah look at that okay i love it i love this model i want i want more of this i think that the critique is often you know do you even have games for your console because and you know, with the passage of time, of course, that, that's usually levied at Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, Microsoft or it, well, whatever kind of time of year people have forgotten about releases and they start to go, wait, where's the new games? And I thought this was a wonderful way to counteract that, even that that wasn't their exact goal. Mm. Because I remember uh, I, was, I was a child. I was in San Francisco on some family trip and there was a PlayStation store. The like a you know standalone PlayStation store, like doing expos and like having the big screens, and I was just wowed by all the graphics. I think that's the weirdest part about this is how unwowed I am by graphics these days. We Particular, haven't had a big leap in a long time. Yeah, but like, what are you gonna do? Like, like, yeah. like ray tracing is really impressive, and and I like it, but it's super subtle and hard, to, and much like 4K and all that kind of shiz hard to sell in a, a, a YouTube low quality encoding. <laughs> like, I do. Th I do think the face in Helldivers 2 trailer looked amazing. The guy talking in the front of it. Well, we played the clip of the start. Wasn't that like pre-rendered though? It was pre-rendered. So, actually, that's another thing to bring up actually, because a lot of these had a warning at the bottom, which I'm not used to the you know, not actual gameplay warning. You're not. I would be there. No, no, because there's uh, a lot. That's really common. I, I feel like I don't notice them. Maybe because I'm watching YouTube's uh, trailers after the fact, and maybe that black screen is cut out. I mean, that's but, how I did. Uh, it's how I watched all of these trailers, and I, I noticed it on quite a few of them on the interesting. Of yeah. yeah, I've never really noticed it. Like they were, there was a certain sense of uh, foreboding that came with that. That for, I was a little uh, Yeah, yeah. I was. It, it's like you um, mean forespoken. No, 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 no. Like for, forbidding, for forbidding foreboding foreboding yes foreboding gotcha. and okay you and like <laughs> it, i don't do this with like uh with, with like rating tags like it's like contains comical mischief and smoking i'm not saying the whole time being like <gasps> when's the smoking gonna happen oh no not this but i did that with the like every time it said not actual gameplay i like half checked out like immediately i saw those little words and i was like ah, i don't care <laughs> I, I've been making content with you since 2010, but sometimes you just say something and I'm like, did you just find the internet today, Kyle? I did never, like, this has it never really affected me forever. I know, for but absolute I, I, ever, I, you know what? I think the, the, the crux of it for me really is. And I think this was best displayed by the, what the Arizona sunshine. Was that the name of the game? Arizona sunshine. That's it. That's a thing. I thought that was yeah. like a, a, a two in a can. Too, and then it does sound like a tea in a can. And then um, uh, Fair Game, which was the very first trailer of the whole thing. I have. I have moved on from CGI trailers because a lot of them are outsourced. Like back in the day, I, I had and this is entirely me, so I, I know nothing okay, of the industry. I'm, 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 I'm about to say another thing, Kyle. What if I told you it's usually outsourced? I know, but I had this thing like in my brain from like the Blizzard days of like, wow, you had so much resources while you're making a game. You are so prolific that you had the time, money, energy to create this beautiful thing just to get me excited. Your company must be amazing. 
Kyle, were you excited for the ones um, before the Old Republic MMO? So, oh, I hated those. Actually, I, I thought those were. Oh wow. Okay, no so sense. you have bad taste, uh, but yeah. also you you sure. you you ruined my setup because I was going to be like, well, those were <laughs> outsourced. Uh, did you like the no. one for the Warhammer MMO that uh, that that died pretty quickly, but there was uh, a lot of hype around? No, that one was lame too. Okay, because uh, I was asking. Wow, you just sure. okay. Wow. All right. What is what? Blur Studio does amazing shit. You don't like any of their stuff, apparently. No, well, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, that. That we're, we're getting into personal problems there. Like, I, I don't like when there is more than one lightsaber. <laughs> I think in a everything you said is a personal problem. That's fair. That's fair. But it's my podcast, damn it. I'm going to have my personal problems. <laughs> I don't like it when there's. it up like this is the first time it's ever happened. I don't like it when there's more than two lightsabers on screen. I find it overwhelming. <laughs> Why? Because the Jedi's are supposed to be special. Not in the old Republic. They're not. They're a time. So when there's like there's a million of them. Fifty on fifty lights. I should. Kyle. Kyle watches like old uh, medieval stuff. Is like I can't believe there's more than one knight on screen. Oh my god. But the knights. They're they're layered. You put the swords away, everybody. There's too many swords. But the the knights are like that. that's an interesting comment, but the knights, you got horsemen, you got pikemen, you got the knights, you got like all this, all these different like levels of fighters there. But when it's, it looks so goofy when 50 lightsabers and they do the zoom out, like I'm supposed to be loving it. And it's just like, just a bunch of like sticks randomly running at each other. It's dumb. It's, it looks like children playing. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But I, I prefer, I prefer, now we're having a Star Wars discussion, which You're is dangerous. completely out I, of your mind. I prefer the more samurai-style fights of Empire Strikes Back and one-on-ones. I mean, I, I do, too. I, I'm not, don't get me wrong, but at, at the time, I, I enjoyed the, the Old Republic trailers, and it set the tone. And I do, and I work very hard because I knew a lot of these kids growing up. I work very hard to not be like the, I know all the pressure points kind of guy. But whenever you do oh a, a roll over the top of somebody, like you use someone else as your staging ground to do a roll over them. I just think that's the dumbest thing on the planet. And then you like engage with the next person. What's that person? It's like Rita Skeeter's like behind you, just powering up or something like I, what, I that have, person that just got rolled over is just, I'm going to take that leap opposite of you like like i the, the anytime i hear this stuff like people who are like, oh well, i don't like insert fictional series here because the combat is unrealistic it's fucking space wizards no that's fair shut that up a, yeah <laughs> it's not it's not about realism at all it's that we've established like if a jedi does a rollover on a trooper then that is more acceptable to me than jedi rolling on jedi because the Jedi should have known better than to get rolled There's on like that. There's varying degrees of skill within Jedi. And so establish. Maybe we can establish a color system. Maybe we can establish outfits that help me. It's not, that's not Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't establish its rules like that. This isn't this isn't a tight. But it uh, is because then always the guy with the face max walks out and we're all supposed to be like, oh, he's made of ash. Which is actually kind of badass in KOTOR 2 that he was actually made of ash. That was badass. 
I really like that guy. It fell apart in the end, but I really thought that was a cool idea, Kyle, holding yourself together with the force. Kyle, Kyle's trying to explain his very specific rules he lived his life by, and then he undercuts his own rules immediately. Well, well, I'm, I'm trying to meet you halfway, mister. I only watch trailers I like. Maybe that's why you don't watch things you don't like. Normally, Maybe that's why I you don't have opinions cases, about but, things you don't like. But E3 doesn't you only watch exist trailers anymore. Like. And the foundations of my childhood of event viewing for summer games stuff is just made up and not important anymore. Hey, so, Garrett, Garrett, what? Garrett, what? Happy 40 years. Happy 40 years since Return of the Jedi. 40 years? Yeah, it's today. 40 oh, years since oh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why, why, yeah, why was it in theaters two weekends ago then? Uh, why, didn't, that, why didn't they wait till pr- this week? Probably because they didn't walk on their own toes for something else they're putting out probably. That probably That's probably the reason. I guess we're, too, we're properly deep into the summer movie season now because we yeah. had Guardians, Fast 10, and what? there's something coming out this weekend. I don't know. That'd, that'd be my guess. Yeah. That'd, that'd be my guess. And Mario also, uh, still continues to make more money than God. Uh, also, anyway, I'm really hell, excited for another movie coming how out. How the hell are we getting? This was, I, I, I owned up to it right at the beginning, sir. I'm going to continue defending myself. I, I hope I hope everybody enjoys the, the Garrett and Kyle argument episodes because this sounds like it's going to be one of them. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I let you know right out the right off the bat, I was as honest as I could be. I didn't know this was happening. And I if if I don't watch these things live, I do not go back and watch them in order after the fact because I just don't see the point. Like mm. if I'm going to sit through uh, 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 roughly 70% of trailers for games I am never going to play, uh, I better be able to meme on it on Twitter live with everyone else because otherwise uh, it's a giant waste of my time. Uh, so yes, I just watched trailers that looked interesting to me or a couple that I noticed were getting some buzz in the discord. Cause I, you know, sure. I, I didn't want to leave, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be left out of that conversation. Yeah. So, no, that, which is why I had the live. opinion that cat quest, uh, was made just to get Twitter, uh, hype. Oh yeah. This is all, in my opinion, this is all just stray fallout. This is that stray game came out two years ago. Mm. Every streamer bought it. They didn't even need people to play the game. Just streamers bought it. And that was enough money to to make a bunch of cat games. Uh, inspire all the apparently, cats. apparently, because I looked at it and I was like, "There's nothing about this that 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 makes me want to play it." It's kind of adorable. Like outside it's of the cute. adorableness, it, it, it does look kind it, of fun. It, it has a super cute style. But I was looking at the gameplay. I'm like, I don't. Nah, I'm good. Okay, so you're absolutely right, and your example is true. We got on a fart off there about my preferences on lightsabers and their cast shadow. We didn't get into that argument again, but you know, they're cast like you're uh, wrong. It's but. Fair game. The opener they did is a heist battle royale, maybe. And it, 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 I had no relationship to it. And since many trailers are made out of house now, I don't even know your company. However, anytime any of these trailers ended with Devolver Digital, like right in the like the smallest, like I was my I was my eyes were searching. Like every time anything looked indie, I'm like, oh, where is it? Where is it? There, Who, made oh, this? Who made this? That's gonna be great. I love like Devolver. I just love that company, the, the publisher. Like they, they don't even make the games. I don't think. I just I see Devolver. I'm like, it must be good because Devolver put their name on it. It's great. I like uh, Paradox. Like Paradox Interactive. I'm like, you're going to reuse assets, but that's fine. You're going to be a perfectly Paradox functional also game. Doesn't make the majority of their stuff right. They're more of a publisher as well. They, yeah, they've gone that way. Back in like the Majesty two days, they would cannibalize their own games to make other games. I mean, like the StarCraft engine, right? Like, you know, here's the storm or whatever else. Like they had, they had the engine and they made models in it. And then they kept publishing the same kind of games with the same models. And it was a little weird with like wizards or whatever it was called. It was like a civ thing, but you played as a wizard. I'm going through recent, recent devolver games and I don't think I've played like any of this stuff. 
I, you've never played like um I know I, no, I need to get a list. Now I get into this. I know you like Loop Hero. I haven't played Loop Hero. Oh yeah, Loop Hero. Yeah, yeah. The the writing was flat, which was the weirdest part because it was a very interesting world. But Loop Hero is very chill. Mm. Very it chill. It looks like a game I would like. It's just yeah, I just haven't gotten around to it kind of a thing. So well that, uh, that, that's all, cool. All I have a, I have a I have a wrap up for for this. You know, okay. I have a wrap up for the PlayStation Showcase 2023. Uh, a bunch of sequels to games I either didn't know existed or forgot existed. Well, and some of them uh, have the same name as the original game. So it's I, I don't know the year. Of been, I mean, we've been doing that shit with everything for a long time now for games. True, movies, but like TV shows. <laughs> but the nice thing about like Blade Runner, for instance, is I can go to the Internet and I can say Blade Runner 19. Not one nine eight, and then it's like, yeah, gotcha. I know where the one you're talking. <laughs> oh, about. you put in a one nine. We can find yeah, this for you. We're, we're yeah. good. We're good. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, I saw I saw the nineties on your on your card there. The you can purchase the alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a one nine. Yes, you can buy this alcohol. Yes, exactly. Oh, so so uh, so you okay? I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm resisting, but I've got to do it. I'm sorry. Uh, you never played Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami. Oh no, I have played Hotline Miami. Okay, Hotline okay. Miami is cool as shit. Hard as. Yeah. They suck right. at Hotline Miami, but holy crap! I don't. There's there are a few games I think that uh, more so that I think Hotline Miami is that that intersection of I love the art style and, and so I have a lot of fondness for it, even though I haven't played it that much because I'm terrible at it. It is one of the most like disturbing game puzzle games you'll ever play, but like it's so functional and so well made that nobody really questions it. Like there, there's tons of games that come out and you're like, Oh my God. If, if you like ultra violent eighties films, like hotline Miami is your shit. Cause it's, yeah. it's like a top down Miami cocaine party nightmare. Ronin was also really good. Um, that, there was like a, a, a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a there's a bunch of these. Well, we're here to talk about the showcase, Kyle. We're here to okay. About, I'm we're just going to talk about the, like, new, the new stuff. Okay. Yeah, they made Carrion, or they they published Carrion. That was oh, fun. You're, you're, Carrion was I, fun. I, wow, I'm I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to keep you on inscription, on track here and I it can't it can't help. It. I'm almost done. I'm on I'm on two of ten. I'm making my way up. Uh, Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon was great. Kyle, you know you could you could parlay this into what just happened by telling me what is the game that was in the showcase by Devolver that made you excited. Oh, uh, Neva, Neva, the one with the dog. Uh, there's like a wolf and it's got trees on its head and you know, it's, it's all sad because the, they were, they were cheap with it. The dog's dying. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is, but then devolver at the end popped up and I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote in our notes, artsy something. But then I saw devolver and I went, okay, whatever. Who cares? Hmm. And that felt good. That felt good in a world where we're constantly scrutinizing companies and worrying about who's making what and the promises are going to be fulfilled. It was nice to go through a showcase and be like, there's one company. I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Kyle Ferguson and the Volver Digital. You son of yep. a bitch, I'm in. For, forever, forever. Uh, so so the clip we played at the top was Helldivers, which is like a co-op shooter. Specifically it, Helldivers 2, which I've heard of. Uh, this, this is kind of where my joke is coming from. Like, this entire showcase was sequels to things I didn't know existed or forgot existed. Yeah, and Helldivers 1 was a top-down, it looked like Company of Heroes kind of thing, which I've never been good at those kind of games, so I was just kind of passed because I suck. 
Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, they're doing, they're doing the, they're doing the, the starship troopers thing. It is. They've got the personality on the nose, like aping. Starship why not? Troopers. Like uh, why not? There's a new Starship Troopers game out. It, uh, in yeah, early just, access it just right now. It just came out. Yeah, yeah. It's on it's on early access right now. Is that is that co-op? Because it looks fun, and I would play the shit out of it if I could play it with you. Yes, it is 16 player co-op though. So the, it's a uh, new the Starship Troopers or Helldivers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Starship Troopers game. Oh, dang, that's so it's insane. massive. That's, yeah, that's a lot. So it's an event. Like I would definitely play it with you, but like we'd have to, you know get the people together okay. get a bunch of people yeah be all for it but i loved the hell divers 2 trailer this this is if you're gonna do a, a, a pre-rendered trailer you, you better bring it like you better have a high concept like uh, i've never i've never played a zombie island but their trailers are good even though they take over they do de- have good trailers even though they take over a decade between like their trailer announcement and the game actually coming out but it's like it's on the nose man I like I said, Helldivers 2, the face tech. It's incredible. Like, I really liked his face. I've gone through so many of these tech demos where people are like, we captured the face and look at this lady's face. And and it's always kind of snappy, you know? She, she kind of hits her O's a little, ooh, ah, E. It kind of like hits them hard. And you can see where like they're programming the, it's all based on Andromeda, really, because Andromeda was so snappy and so cheaply made in that regard. What you're looking for is keyframed. Keyframed, okay. I like my description too, but thank you for the official term. Uh, <laughs> now, well, I, I I was sold by the grayness of uh, Phantom Blade Zero. I thought that was pretty fun looking. You know, some some samurai action. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Anytime I see something like that, uh, and and I get a whiff of Souls like, uh, I'm like, cool. I don't have time for this in my life. <laughs> I we don't know much about it. It's intensely gray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm playing Bloodborne right now, so, you know, I'm, I'm okay with a, the color palette. Hey, times. I think we're all getting nostalgic for 360 era, so yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, which I guess means I'm getting nostalgic for uh, a lack of color in my games. And, you know, I think I heard some Steve Bloom in there or something, so, you know, like, you know, the, the voice acting is going to be okay. I mean, obviously, I think I think this trailer should have been in its own language because it just would have worked better. There's certain archetypes, like the, the crazy mask guy that I'm like, uh, not doesn't really work out so well, but still, it, it seduced me, and I like the how, idea how, of it. How are we friends? How are we friends? <laughs> it, it's just any born, any chance Kyle gets, he takes out the I watch the subtitles card. Ah, uh, oh yes, and I'm like, I I can't stand that dis, that explanation. If it's so good, I'll play it twice. Sword of the Sea, which was, um, this is your journeys. You're, you're, you know, have you ever played in Azubu? <laughs> That's how you, I've never said it aloud. What? <laughs> the snorkeling one or the journey one or, you know, any of these sort of like uh, travel through a art picture kind of games where it's just very artsy, but very, very chill. Mm. Uh, I think Sky isn't made by the same company, I don't think, but that's also very chill. So very, very chill game there. Uh, Ghost Runners 2, I never run a, you know, move as fast as possible. I'm not a big fan of Warframe. So I was completely unaware of one, uh, but I saw the trailer for Ghost Runner 2 and I was really impressed. I was like, holy shit, this looks super up my alley. But I, it, I, I didn't know this was a thing. And then I saw the two and I'm like, wait, wait where was the first one? Like, I haven't even, I'm completely unaware of its existence. And this trailer is one of those where like, this is like, it has the look of PlayStation doing their best console launch 
with the motorcycle. Like this to me is quintessential worthy adult console PlayStation. I wasn't interested in it until I saw the first person like gameplay view where I was like, yeah. oh, this looks fluid and getting like mirror's edge vibes, but there's also vehicle portions. Edge. Yeah. Um, I, I love mirror's edge, uh, and, and would like more, oh, I didn't know. yeah, more first person kind of mobility style stuff. It's why Titanfall two is one of my favorite first person shooters of all time. It gets a lot of love for its story and it should, it has one of the best stories ever told in a first person shooter, but the mobility is God tier. It's so freaking good. Um, and I, I just, I want more wall running in my first person shooters, please. Yeah. Ghost Runners more like Doom in some regards. It's like a, it's a, I actually I think Mirror's Edge is a great comparison. It's a puzzle, puzzle speed runner. Whereas um, Titanfall had like real big moments of downtime, particularly when they did the more kind of open world levels. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it necessarily open world, but they were mazes sprawling, a, a, moves back on itself a bit. I, I feel like maybe you're not great at the platforming. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it took you a while. I'm like, I remember going through Titanfall very quickly. Titanfall, like some of the levels were designed like like three loops and you had like kind of a central and you go do mission one and then you loop back to mission two and then you do mission three. Now that's fair. But, and then, then you, you get to the time travel aspect and it gets real nutty. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always wanted to play, uh, I think it's Spec Ops The Line. Like that apparently has one of the craziest first person yeah, shooter stories so ever. I've so many like YouTube docs on it. But I've never actually played it. Yeah, yeah. Because the story is awesome. But it's like such an old game at this point where I'm just like, I'm, I'm just going to respect. I'm just going to take in the story. And anytime makes, someone makes a new video, I will watch it. But I've never played it myself. Well, and it's weird because it's, you know, it's it's being uh, uh, subtle. Like, you know, he specs ops the line. The guy's got a handkerchief on. You're like, okay, another well, military shooter. it came shooter. out at like the, the height of like Call of Duty mania. Yeah, and really so, melted like, into there. For me, military game burnout was pretty high at that point. But it was it was such a, a different game. It had such a a strong story to tell. Uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, I like Mirror's Edge. Ghost Runner 2 looks cool. I don't know how I never even knew the first one existed, but I didn't. So, but it looks good. It's, it's something I... I clicked on because it looked cool. And then I was a little bored when they were like, motorcycles, driving down a building. I'm like, show me the gameplay. And then they did. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, this looks fun. Yeah. I think it will be fun. You know, I, live your Genji best life. I really like fluidity. Speed. Speed is fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talos <laughs> Principle 2. Uh, I, I, I believe Talos Principle is like really hoity-toity, like really... Uh, I yeah. saw a, a, a Greek-looking statue dude, and so I kept scrolling and didn't click play. Yeah, there's a bunch of these mist-like games where... Uh, maybe Chat can help me out with this one, because I, I watched Kristen play it. Literally throughout it, you're constantly picking up dissertations on philosophy. And it was so pretentious. The puzzles were great, but the presentation was intensely pretentious. And from the outside, I see Talos Principle, and I'm like, oh, no, another pretentious mist. The witness, yes, the witness. <laughs> I need that. I need my philosophy to be offset by Mountain Dew action, like Bioshock. <laughs> like if, if if I'm gonna yeah. listen to somebody like quote philosophy in my ear, I better be beating someone to death with a wrench. Yeah, that's yeah. You can have an interesting puzzle, right? You're 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 posing a question like Looper, but you can still have fun with it. 
Oh, okay. So I'm clicking on this because you're talking about it. And I would have never watched this of my own accord. Damn it. These environments look amazing. Yeah, it's very pretty. It's very, very pretty. And, you know, you'll likely use the thing to open the door and get the thing and open the thing. And, you know, miss games, right? Uh, if you're de- if you're defending the pretentiousness by saying it only looks pretentious, but it backs it up with an understanding, uh, that in and of itself is uh, a little pretentious. That is not what. No, no, it's straight up pretentious. <laughs> you're not it doing pretentious. And a lot of these missed games are very pretentious. And I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. We can have some fun too. Uh, speaking of fun, uh, no, no, we we already talked about uh, Neva. It might be said that way. Cat Quest, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's cute. Twitter uh, bait. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't label this Twitter beta. That, you put a cat game enough. to Twitter beta at this point. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm not. I'm yep. not on the same Twitter as you, but yes. Apparently, I. I. I Foam Stars is definitely bait. It did. <laughs> oh. 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 Yeah. I saw this one was getting shown so many places that I saw it, and I was just like, oh, it's kind of like Splatoon, and I don't really care for Splatoon. Yeah, so I'm good. It's like. Uh, yeah it's splatoon but they're trying to like overwatch it a bit like do a hero shooter platoon splatoon thing and it's uh of all the trailers this one had the biggest jump between cinematic and gameplay because the gameplay was like weirdly low res i thought this was a mobile game but we were in a playstation showcase so i i'm immensely confused by the gameplay portion it looks like it's like 480p when they get to the actual game it's really, really weird. Now, it might look awful because so much is going on. Like you can read in this trailer a little bit and see like the foam you're creating in the Splatoon battle is three-dimensional. So when you make a huge pile of foam, the foam has terrain to it, which could be kind of fun. Like, you know, you could build a foam base, build a foam house to fight in. And it's not like uh, Fortnite where you're like, labeling a house and like putting out the little shapes like you would literally with a spray gun you'll and make a circle and then and you know make your tower and maybe a little staircase and that could be fun do you you know you know what my response is going to be right uh i have no idea what direction you're going to head i don't i don't like building get uh, get Fortnite out of all my games please oh i i think I think base building's fun. It's more about match length. Oh, base building's super fun. Uh, yeah. In in my boomer ass RTSs in an isometric view. Please and thank you. How me. do you feel about Splatoon? Have you ever played a Splatoon? Uh, I, I I deeply dislike the way it looks. Um, I'm really really picky about my shooters. I I want I want guns, man. I want guns and I want ballistics. Well, it's for the children. I don't That's want lasers. Cool. I don't want. We get in trouble every time I say Splatoon is for the children. So uh, I'd rather oh, just we? I'd rather just How play it safe I and this? say I I uh, personally am offended by the way it looks, uh, and uh, never want to be in that world. <laughs> when did you get in trouble for saying? I thought I ever got in trouble for saying. Uh, I read more of our comments than you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't enjoy it. You know, I mean, there's a reason why you know Zelda and Link don't kiss deep together in the opening scene you know it's, it's a family event yes because all nintendo games are for children yes but <laughs> you can enjoy like i love banjo kazooie that you could say that's for you know you people love the mario movie I, I don't i don't mean you can't play it and you're not an adult you're not a functioning adult <laughs> who pays your taxes if you play splatoon in fact i really like splatoon because i love graffiti mode in uh tony hawk so i think splatoon 
you know, has a great gameplay. Ah, to it. yeah, I hate graffiti mode. <laughs> Tony I, I, like, I like tagging things. I like tagging things. Mm, mm, okay. So, okay. But yeah, See, I got to be careful stars. with my takes this week. We already did a Final Fantasy 14 wall of waifus where I had some hot takes and I am in the uh, camp of, I don't like new Zelda games. So the Nintendo fans kind of already uh, want to murder me. Uh, so see. you bring up Splatoon, which is something I inherently am deeply uninterested in. Um, and then I'm already rioting against Zelda because there's too much building in my game that I don't want building in. And then you show me, and also ran Splatoon with building mechanics. And I'm just like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm going to go back to my to my normie game corner with Call of Duty. I'm going to put a red dot on an AR and I'm going to have a good time. Now, you see, I've got I've got this absolute burden of goodwill that I'm spending here making fun of Platoon, Splatoon. So I, I'm, I'm good. You know, I like Tears of the Kingdom. I'm good. I can spend a little bit today. I can take some risks. Hmm. Tear down, uh, tear tear down is already in early access on Steam, so I've seen this many times. I've heard about it. Do you have any relationship at all to Metal Gear Solid? Uh, a, a rocky one, a rocky one, rocky. Uh, uh, it, it was the butt of uh, like every joke I ever made about video game stories for probably ten years of my life. Because uh, I think Metal Gear Solid is the poster child for convoluted ass. Like when someone says it's anime AF and they're, and they mean it as a, as a takedown, I, I think of metal gear solid. Like, it's like, like it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's kind of up its own ass. Uh, it like simultaneously takes itself seriously. Yet is so outlandish. No one could possibly take it seriously is kind of how I feel about it. Um, at the same time, I, I will never forget the first time I saw Metal Gear Solid 2 on the PS2, like it completely melted my brain. I thought it was one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen and I didn't know games could look that good. Uh, but I didn't enjoy it a ton at the time because I didn't like stealth games and so I was kind of kind of annoyed with it. So I made fun of it for a really, 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 really long time. Um, and then I, I picked up MGS5 because I was hearing good things about it's kind of open world and... Uh, scouting a and, and I just heard it was fun to kind of scout a base and then go through and methodically take everyone out. So I picked it up on a lark, having never really been a fan of the series outside of uh, Metal Gear Rising, which I'd love. Um, and MGS5 impressed the shit out of me. I think I think it's some of the tightest controls. It's some of the most fun stealth gameplay I've ever experienced. Uh, I would love more of it. Um, but uh, I've never played really any of the other metal gear solids enough to call myself a fan. And from what I saw from the metal gear solid snake eater remake announcement, it was a pre-rendered trailer and didn't get into the gameplay. So I don't know how much it pushes the game beyond its original form. Well, I, I don't, uh, I've never played one. I've never, I didn't play five. I've never played one. I heard all about like growing up. There was lots of kids telling the stories about having to plug unplug their controller and what a huge moment that was for them. And I've watched the YouTube, I've watched YouTube compilations of the whole Nano Machine Sun thing. I think that's fabulous. I think that's Raiden or something. Oh like yeah, that. Uh, my no, the, no, I have you know me, man. Uh, we get into my specifics. I hate Nano Machines, and I think they're one of the dumbest tropes in science fiction. Um, right, but he's being hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My roommate in college played like through all of MGS four. What's the one with the old man snake? That was supposed to be the last one. And then they're like, oh, just kidding. We're making five. That was four, right? Four is one of the dumbest stories I've ever sat through. <laughs> like, I think that's kind of the point, right? Like it's, it's 
But this isn't. This doesn't have Kojima, right? This is this is a remake without. Well, his it, it already had him when it was originally blessing. written. Yeah. So, so, like in terms of story or whatever, I, I don't know. Again, it was like a. It's hard to tell from a just a trailer. You're stranded. No gameplay. Like how much are they? How much are they changing it? I I've heard from some of my friends that like Metal Gear Solid. They're excited. I believe a lot of the original voice cast is returning because uh, that was. That was a, a bunch of drama with MGS five when they didn't have the original snake voice actor return for it. Oh yeah. I've only ever seen like video compilations of people like sliding in boxes and putting up dummies that make the guards go, what, who was that? And then, you know, blow them up to sky high. I, I like the James Bond aspect of the trailer. I, I like when the, the zoom out and the, the, the lady sings and the gold and I found his weakness kind of thing yeah. happens. Like that's great. Yeah. But otherwise I, I have no relationship to it. After enjoying five, I could see myself enjoying a Metal Gear Solid game. And I know three has a lot of love for being pretty damn unique in the series. So if it's a good remake, uh, happy to give it a chance. But again, I need to see some gameplay. Like how, how far are you pushing it? This is, how much are you changing it? Like this is going to be like a Resident Evil remake. Sign me up because those things are quality. Mm-hmm. But if it's uh, if it's like, a, who knows? You know, I don't know what the quality is going to be. So, but yeah, I have a... Uh, I have a very complicated opinion of Metal Gear Solid. Towers of Ag. <laughs> Help me, Garrett. What I, the heck I, is this? I, I, I didn't watch this one. Yeah, a building, open world, not Arc a, Survival because it's solo Gosma? play. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, you know, it's it's a thing. Dragon's Dogma. Well, a celebrated game. Okay. All right. All right. This is this is one I want. Fo- I want folks to talk to me about this. I know okay. nothing about the series other than it exists. And the trailer for Dragon Dog- Dragon's Dogma 2 looks awesome. It does look kind of fun, you know? It looks really freaking cool. Like, at first I was like, oh, we're just kind of an embarrassment of, of riches with, like, traditional fantasy-themed games. Because I've been keeping an eye on Final Fantasy 16. So when I saw, when, when Dragon's Dogma 2's trailer started up, I was like, oh, am I going to have too many of these? Am I going to burn, burn out? And then when I, it, like, in very quickly they show that there's looks like there's different classes you can play. Again, I know nothing about this series. Um, I, I got hooked. I was, I'm interested. It looks really good. Yes. Yeah, so Do- Dragon's Dogma is a soulful game. You're familiar with the soul, no soul kind of meme. No. Oh, well you take a game, you take like an old game and this has soul and this is good, but then you put it next to the new version of the game and this has no soul. It's bad. So I'm hearing this Dragon's a lot Dog- with breath of the wild versus tears of the kingdom that a lot of yeah, people yeah, are so- like, you can't go back once you play tears of the kingdom. Well, that's more like an update. I, it usually, it's usually in reverse. Like you could mm. say, like Roller Coaster Tycoon One Soul, Roller Coaster, Roller Coaster Tycoon Three No Soul, Corporate Overlords, Horrible Thing, okay. Never Touch It. Okay, that's so fair. It, it, Original SimCity versus that terrible EA SimCity from yeah, like it's, 10 it's, years it's a ago. romanticizing of the past. And the other problem I find with Dragon's Dogma is that it's often talked like Witcher Three, where people are like, "Man, one of the best games ever made, never finished it," <laughs> and so. I, I love Witcher 3. I have finished it. But I, and I also respect anybody who has that opinion when it comes to Witcher 3 because I go, hell yeah. Like, there is... It's not a slog. It's just the world is so big. There are so many side stories. It's kind of easy to lose the main quest thread. And you have to invest, like, a project. Like, you're you know being responsible on your homework at the end of the season, you know. Uh, you're like, hey, at the end of the semester, everybody, you're going to have to beat Witcher 3. And everyone goes, mm, okay, that's great. I have three months to do it. 
And then you save it all for the final week and you're never going to be, be Witcher 3. You got to like every night go into your office and be like, okay, tonight I am playing Witcher 3 and we're going to do this thing. That's what I hear of like Dragon's Dogma. There are really slow parts of it. There is big slogs, but apparently it is top tier chill game. It Wonderful. looks freaking incredible. Um, and yeah, this is something there was so much hype in our discord. I was like, all right, I gotta go. What, what, what the hell is this about? I've, I've heard of Dragon's Dogma, never played it. And I think this trailer looks really good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun to do the medieval thing. If you're medieval noticing a pattern, I'm, I'm responding more to the, to the trailers with gameplay. That's fair. Isn't that, isn't that what we're here to talk about after all the gameplay? Yes. Yes. I do have one exception to that though, which is Bungie showing marathon. So tell me the story here. Cause there is a story. Marathon got canceled or something like this. Mar- marathon is like their original game that like kind of made them famous and has diehard fans because marathon was the first person shooter on Mac back in the day. Holy moly. Like we're talking really? like back when doom was taking over the world marathon was over on Mac and I, I can, I went diving into this today because I vaguely remember that marathon gets credited with being the first first person shooter to have actual real free look. Free look see uh, up and down, not just side to side. Interesting. Because original Doom was side to side. You could only go up and down with like keyboard commands. You couldn't do it with the key with the with the mouse. Uh, but I couldn't. It seems like it's a bit debated, and I couldn't find anything that. Anyway, it was one of the earliest games with free look, and it was on Mac or at the time that Doom was blowing up on PC and Mac. So it has a really, really uh, like hardcore fan base with the original Marathon games. I didn't grow up with it. I wasn't a Mac gamer or anything growing up, but I was a big Halo nerd and Halo three had a couple marathon Easter eggs. And I was, I was obsessive with Halo by the time three came out and I had a lot of free time on my hands because I was in college. And so I went and sought out all those Easter eggs and I went down Google rabbit holes of why marathon's important and why people give a crap. Um, so anyway, it's, it's a really old Bungie IP, uh, that they are now bringing back as an extraction PVP shooter. Extraction, as in competitive objective. Uh, extraction shooters is like Escape from Tarkov, which I am assuming you've heard of. I've heard of. I don't know how you escape <laughs> where Tarkov is. It's a, it's a, it's, it's kind of the new popular online shooter type where it's, it's kind of the new thing, like how battle royales were the hot shit, like however long ago. Extraction shooters are now kind of the hot thing on the scene. They have been for a while. Like they're not super new, but it is kind of the, the current popular trend in shooters, at least in so, online shooters, like a competitive, but shared objective. Kind of like we we sort of have with this fair games at the top. I don't personally play them. So I'm talking secondhand, but my understanding okay. is you, you loot uh, and you know, you get better stuff, better guns, better gear, that kind of stuff. But if you die, you like lose your shit and people can loot you. Okay, so you're, so you're it's like in a, a large map. It's kind of exploratory, but still PVP in a way that's not dissimilar from a battle royale. Uh, but it, it it's pr- you, typically within the genre. It's pretty punishing when you die. Okay, so it's a lot like uh, the Hunt Showdown. I think would be the closest thing. The I'm Hunt is an with. extraction shooter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That that is okay. that is exactly that is 100 another example of an extraction shooter. Yes. Did you ever play Alan Wake One? 
No, <laughs> no, I didn't. I have no reverence for the series whatsoever. It, it I, it's not quite Evil Dead, but it is funny. <laughs> I've heard that. I rem- it's so funny to me because I remember when it was like, I remember watching E3 back when it came out and I was like, this looks so boring. And then years after the fact, years after the first Alan Way came out, like way more years than you might think, I started hearing people talk about how it was like this cerebral horror game that's also kind of funny. And I'm like, wait, what? That they, they did a terrible job advertising the first game because I didn't get that vibe at all. Yeah, well, I, to me, it, I and thought it was I a flashlight they, simulator. <laughs> well, yeah, like uh, like the Doom was. Um, I think it was just called Doom. I think it was called one Doom. Are you talking about Doom 3? Was it Doom 3 with the flashlight Doom, and you get the Doom duct tape out on? The, you cannot have a flashlight and yeah. a gun out at the same time. Yes, yeah, I played 3. it with the duct the duct tape add on back in the day because one I, of the I releases like officially like made that in, official and baked into the game. One of the re releases of it, but yeah, that was Doom. 3. Yeah, Alan Wake is it is funny. It's you know it's very Stephen King, and then the writer is the one going through the trouble. Now mm. that we're moving that all onto a cop. So it's very easy to kind of like see the trailer and be like, oh, this is just uh, a Silent Hill kind of thing. We're doing um, who's the who's the guy like getting strangled by all the the marble things? And he was like a reporter and evil within evil within. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't played it, but I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. Yeah. But evil within is very serious. This trailer is also very serious. And I, I, I think they, they might be lining up to make the same mistake again. Like the game might actually be kind of fun and interesting, but we're doing the serious trailer thing again. I'm not sure. Uh, so, yeah, I. For the longest time, I just ignored anything Remedy has made. They're, they're the ones who, who develop uh, Alan Wake, but I have played Control and I think it is a surprisingly great game. Um, haven't beaten it. It is on my wall of shame, but I got pretty damn deep into it and I need to get back to it. I really, really, really want to beat it. Um, and it, uh, has some hints to Alan Wake in control. So have you played control? I have not. No, uh, do, do uh, it. It's always on sale for like stupid cheap. And I think it was one of the earlier games that had ray tracing. If you played it on PC, cause I remember it was the first game I ever saw with ray tracing over at my buddies when he got a 3000 series card card and that's when i tried it and i was like holy shit this game controls all like near perfectly it's really really tight controls um funny enough because it's called control but also amazing world building really good narrative uh oh it's got proper monsters in it it, just just, i would say if if i'm piquing your interest at all look nothing else up just go play it because it's just okay it's really i i freaking it is I so it w- profoundly my jam in terms of world building and like setting and theme. I mean, you know, you know, I'm super into monsters. So when I saw the original release of all this, it just kind of got lost in the shuffle mm. of these these kind of games that were coming out. What what's the the one that really interests me that I haven't taken the time to play? Uh, the the lady crash lands on an alien planet and she oh, ends up Returnal? in. Yeah, that looks fun. Yeah, I would enjoy yeah, that. I haven't played that one either. I believe it's like a rogue like. Your light, yes. isn't it? Yeah, you're you're infected with. Um, it's basically t- tomorrow never dies. Sounds edge of tomorrow, edge of tomorrow. Our our buddy uh, ridiculous hat uh, from back when I was doing Hearthstone coverage, and he now works for Blizzard. But um, he he's a big roguelike and roguelike fan, and he loves Returnal. So yeah, you no, would probably that, like it. I get a vibe that Returnal would be very much your jam. 
I think so too. I just, I don't, I didn't want to restart again right now. I've got too many roguelites in my life. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready to take on the next task in that regard. Mm. But yeah, okay. I, I didn't know Control had content I'd be interested in is basically what it comes down to. It's, it's a big I, mystery. Yeah, like within the first hour, you go to a, a big monolithic government building and uh, shit instantly gets weird and like interdimensional. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's got, to me, it's like got shades of men in black, twin peaks. You need to see twin peaks. Um, sounds like Alan Wake from what everyone's told me. And I know it has little, little nods and stuff to the point where there's a bunch of like fan theories that they exist within the same world or reality. Um, so yeah, it kind of got out like, you know, like, you know, remember when we thought they might make more half-lives and they were hinting at, uh, crossing over with portal and we were all really excited. And then mm. valve, uh, basically said, uh, fuck you. We're never making games again. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of got that. To excitement. be fair. If we did, we now have cat memes, which are fabulous. I do like those a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Cause you know, all the, all the scientists, you know, the, the lines from science, ah, a Freeman and then cats slap each other or something. Ah, what's this? And the, you know, at least half-life lives on. I'm not confirming anything on purpose, chat. I'm trying not to spoil it in case Kyle, people are like, no, 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 what do you mean, there? I'm like, I'm intentionally being vague, everybody. Intentionally. What, for, for control? Being vague for control. Control and oh, Alan Wake and its yeah. connections, yes. Oh, well, you gotta, I mean, you have to seduce me. You can't just, you know, fly words at the screen. That was the problem with uh, one, of the, one of these trailers I couldn't even read. <laughs> we, <laughs> Which we, one listen, was we, it? Listen, we both sat through multiple words flying at the screen. Heroes of the Storm trailers at BlizzCon. We are a little scared of flying words at the screen yeah 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 it's one of them i couldn't even read uh anyway uh new assassin's creed or is it old or what the there's it looks assassin's old creed. but it's new and that's what excites me because i don't like any assassin's creed game since origins ever since they went to souls combat uh i have hated the series <laughs> Oh, did they do that? Wait, so we have had this discussion on this podcast. Okay, wait, but tell tell me the through line again because I, I I forget because I don't care. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, they went to double shoulder button combat. Oh, like put your shield up, yes. attack, but, or if you're okay. dual wielding, kind of a thing. Yes, because I thought that I would I would love like doing monsters, like the whole grease thing seemed awesome, and I heard tons about black flag and like boats, but I just burned out. Because it was it was the through line of Assassin's Creed into Batman Arkham into The Witcher that made me go, I'm so sick of this style of gameplay. And it's interesting that you bring up The Witcher because I think of Batman and Assassin's Creed as games that have really satisfying combat. And I think of The Witcher as a game that is uh, couldn't be like the worst thing about The Witcher is its combat. In my opinion. Yes, I agree. I agree. The the vessel because combat at the end of the day, combat is but the puzzle you were solving along the way to give the game content. Otherwise, it'd be a movie. Fair. When when pushed into a corner in all three of those games, you go into counter mode, and that's all it becomes. And you up the difficulty. That it's is all fair. counters. That, that very fair, very fair. Yeah. I, I I Assassin's Creed the original. Uh, so Assassin's Creed one up through, I guess Unity. I didn't play anything after Black Flag. And I've been told that I should go play Unity because it's still played like the old school stuff and I would like it. That name scares me. I don't like anything about that name. Anywho, uh, uh, essentially, Assassin's Creed 1 up until Origins. Origins is when they made the switch of these are now mythically long, epic, sprawling RPG games with, with Souls light combat. That's when I was like, I am no longer interested in your games, Ubisoft, um, because... 
like I liked Assassin's Creed because the the time, how much time it took to beat it, I could do. It was like manageable. Like I wasn't looking at Assassin's Creed going, boy, I wish you would take as much time as the other big ridiculous games I never beat take me. Uh, like Assassin's Creed was this thing that I would look forward to every holiday and I'd usually beat it before the holiday break was over and then I'd move on with my life. Sure. And then they sure. were like, what if it was as bloated as The Witcher 3? And I'm like, no, I don't. I have enough of those games in my life. I don't need it in Assassin's Creed as well. Um, and that's kind of what where they've been for the well, last. We also became oversensitive three, to all those things. Three, four. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I like the side tower and the guy that always needs help with the exact same problem. Copy paste it all over yes. and. Uh, I am. I, I found the whole like the unit system, the machine we were in really interesting and they dropped the ball on that. I really. Yeah. So I was I was a proper like full on fan for one and two. I love one and two. I really yes, I legitimately I liked the story. I legitimately liked the characters and I thought we were heading towards a game set in the modern day. And mm-hmm. they kind of dropped that ball in three. I'm not going to lie. Three, three controls. Really great. It's a fun game to play. And they had some fun systems in there. Uh, I loved how they found a way to make uh, Assassin's Creed movement work in a forest. I thought that was super clever and well executed in three for its time. I'm sure you go back to it now. It probably shows. its no, age. Well, that's what I did. I went back to Assassin's Creed one because I was watching this Mirage trailer and, you know, the Jerusalem is kind of you know, it's the setting. They're doing the setting again. I'm like, oh, I love that. That was yeah. really cool. I loved exploring and climbing on historical things. I'm not allowed to explore and climb on. So I was all into it. And I went back and watched the original and it actually looks really good. Like Assassin's Creed one is still really, really good looking. Like it's, yeah, it, it, I mean, it was a good looking game for its time and I think it holds up pretty well and it's, it's not wicked old. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's got some years on it. Yeah. yeah. It's some it's yeah. years when you type in that date. It I think it holds up, like, I mean, it was three sixty era, right? Like I think it looked, I think Assassin's Creed one looks better than Halo three. If you go look at both of them right now, but I digress. Um, I'm super stoked about Mirage. It looks like an old school return to form Assassin's Creed game. It's for in the Middle East, again, game, which I loved. Yeah. Baghdad. Assassin's Creed one, like it's like, yeah, he does, we, he does the role over somebody. We that, weren't representing, we, we weren't representing the Middle East like that. Uh, back then it, it, we were still pretty close to 9-11 here in the States. We were like super like, no, 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 they're, they're always the bad guys in our movies and stuff. And while some of them were the bad guys is also, that's just where that game took place. Uh, at the time I had never seen Middle Eastern architecture represented like that in a game. And I remember reading so many like think pieces about like, I don't know how it holds up now, but at the time I remember reading like articles about history teachers, using this like to show off the architecture of the middle East and stuff. Cause it was pretty accurate for its time. Um, and I don't know. I just, it was, I remember when Assassin's Creed one came out and also like someone who grew up with Prince of Persia and freaking loves it. And I wish they made more good <laughs> Prince of Persia well, games. Well, and it was populated. That was the thing that really impressed me is, you know, you go to a Zelda city and there's a shopkeep with, you know, one patron, like you would, you dog, yeah. you walk down the streets of an Assassin's Creed game. There are people everywhere and they go, oh, and they get pushed by you as you run. And it would always really piss you off. They'd be like, this guy, this guy poisons puppies, man. You really got to get rid. Do you want to like bribe the guard or stab him? We don't care. Just get rid of this dude. And I was like, sweet. You're pissing me off. I want to take out this guy. I'm into it. Let's do And then the Templar thing was kind of weird, but interesting. Oh, okay. I, I'm interested to hear that you're, uh, you're kind of into it. That yeah, just feels but, like a return to form. And, and I, it's a game that I agree with a lot of the, uh, critiques about like I get that the combat it gets repetitive and and you can just counter but also like I, f- I like feeling empowered in games I don't need every game to be a challenge and Assassin's Creed was a game that was kind of like 
the combat to me, it was like, I I came to it for like the same reason I come to a Tony Hawk game because it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel powerful. It makes me feel like a, like a superhero essentially like doing things that I shouldn't be able to do. And they make it easy to do and to look cool while doing it. Um, and that's something I like, I really, really like from games. And I like having a game like that in my life. And I feel like, especially in recent, like maybe the last 10 years, we've gotten away from a lot of that. Like we're not making Batman Arkham games. Tony Hawk remake came out and was really good, but it was basically just same controls. Um, and I think it's what I'm liking about the new need for speed game right now. Cause it kind of gives me a Tony Hawk vibe because while I think that the controls are definitely not perfect, it's easy to look cool in a car in that game. Um, and I, so watching this Mirage trailer reminded me of all that. I'm like, man, I just, I just want to hold a run button down and my character just do awesome shit and parkour across rooftops. And now they're adding pole vaulting into the mix, which I'm like, yep, cool. Let's go. This looks good. Well, we'll talk about that more certainly with Spider-Man because that is very much a interactive movie. But I just, I disagree, but continue. But I haven't played it. I haven't played it. I only watched it. So cool. I, I'm, I, I'm excited. You're excited. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, 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 Ubisoft, I think, has rightfully gotten a lot of crap lately, but this to me looks good. And as someone, I'm very much sitting here being like, they're not making Zeldas I want to play anymore. And Blizzard isn't making Blizzard games I want to play anymore. Like, and uh, I'm feeling a little left out of what I come to games for. So seeing an old school Assassin's Creed game is really brightening my mood. Well, and some of this is like of my own design. Like I don't really like the loot in God of War Ragnarok. I like sat through it for the first one, but having to do that loot over again in the sequel is really tiresome. And it doesn't feel like it's enhancing the game in any way. And that's how I, I felt about like the Valhalla's and stuff. I agree. Seeing it from the outside. I agree entirely. At least about God of War. Uh, I, I tried Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I bounced off really quick. I was like, oh, this is clunky. It doesn't empower me. I feel like I suck. If I'm going to play this type of experience, I'm going to go play Elden Ring. Because in my opinion, it's like in, an infinitely better one of those. And that's what I'm saying, too, is like, I'm also the one playing Elden Ring, playing Bloodborne, playing an MMO. Like, I've got more than enough games where I'm looting and managing my inventory. And in Elden Ring, like, it really feels like an impactful play when you get a new piece of loot that you actually use. Whereas in in God of War, I'm like, also, like, I don't want Kratos to be glowing green minty. Like, I'm like, (laughs) Kratos should have an exposed pectoral muscle and showing off his back. Like, I don't want to be armored up it's kratos like i went through all of ragnarok in the starter gear because to me it's like that's what kratos should look like so i just that's what it looks like also i i don't like the gear so i didn't want to think about it i'm like i'm just going to upgrade the shit i started with and interface with this section of the game as little as possible so yeah it's the same way with witcher i never pay attention to the signs or oils or shit like i'm like i don't care about any of this i just want to get through the game yeah the oils were the oils were very cumbersome, but um, the the armor sets when you got into Witcher were very interesting. It was more like a Diablo set piece. I like the armor in The Witcher. Uh, I wish. Th- or are you talking visually or like stat wise? I'm talking about the I gameplay impact. I'm specifically saying I don't like uh, not knowing what any of my magic does because they're stupid made up names and uh, yes. I, I oils I just never use because <laughs> I use them all the time. I don't like but thinking it, about it. I I really like Witcher three loot was more like a Diablo 
set where you would be like, oh, I accidentally discovered that I do more spirit damage. Well, I guess I'll redo my whole build then. This is kind of interesting. And that increased the gameplay for me. Uh, God of War will always play like God of War. The numbers just change. And that's where I kind of butt heads with it. But moving on, we got Revenant Hill, another cat game. More cats. Uh, cool. Ultros, Ultros, which was made on shrooms and has some awesome monster design. But it, it looks like Dead Cells made on shrooms. It is. I'm, I'm getting to a point where it's hard for a game to stand out art, artfully to me because there's so many artful games. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's pretty, but it is 100% dude made on shrooms. Help wanted. I'm not sold on VR yet. I'm not. So I, I, I think we can just never be by all the VR. Said Freddy's guy and myself. I don't like jump scares, so I'm a coward when it comes to that. Uh, I think the lore is interesting. I think that the fact that the toy aisle at Target has Five Nights at Freddy's toys says a lot about the genre and you know who they're advertising for. And if I was an edgy kid, I might you know I might, I might listen Five Nights at Freddy, watch my friends at a sleepover scream. But I'm not at the time of my life right now, so there's no reason for me to subject myself alone. Oh, have you played Five Nights at Freddy's? No, no there's nothing oh. about it that in, in, entices oh. me. It's no fun. It's horrible. It's 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 a horrible experience. I, I despise it. It's good. I get it, <laughs> but no no fun was had during any point of that. Uh, let's see here. Making our way. Okay. We did marathon and destiny Two, the final shape with the dude that I think died and is probably a big deal for people who really like it. Uh, it's a uh, voice by Nathan Fillion. So everybody loves it. Myself included. Okay. So he, he, he died or fell into another dimension or something. I fell off destiny Two around the time that this character exited, but yeah, would have put okay. his back considering they're plastering his face on the thumbnail of the video. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a big deal. Apparently he's my, my favorite character in the game. My favorite trailer of this whole thing was Concord. But uh, could you hit play? Cause I didn't see it. Cause I was, it is, I saw. A, a, okay. A, uh, you're going to do this to me later. So, so do it. It's 50 seconds long. Pause the record. Go like, just, just go okay. watch a hot right. moment of it. All right. Uh, okay. I have watched the Concord. Kyle, you like this just because of the music. This trailer tells yes, you nothing. This is a useless trailer. It is what the most useless trailer of this whole display it's a lived in space with retro wave playing with the spaceships a la with the over labelings like you have in your aliens films. It's so lived in. I love the environmental art of this. I think it's beautiful. It's going to be a first person PVP shooter and I don't give a damn, but I love this trailer. And that's it's, all. It's, I think this is everything wrong with game trailers. <laughs> yep. This is a, this is a pile of useless information. Other than look, but we I have a cat. I think it. this is everything yep. wrong with oh, yeah. <laughs> game trailers. <laughs> yeah. There's no cat here. There's a decent looking burger, but yes, there's no cat. Uh, and apparently Concord is actually an old game. I can't find it though. Cause I don't know what year to type in. Cause it was also called Concord. So this is a mm. remake or relaunch or re something, but it's going to be a, pvp first person shooter so i don't care but i love the aesthetic of this thing and i would live on that spaceship it's a lived in space <laughs> i can't believe this made you excited <laughs> you were the grumpiest Not person i know about marketing and media and this is the f the most empty calorie piece of marketing yep. i've seen in a while <laughs> oh yes 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 there's nothing nutritional about this at nope. all but i loved it nope i loved it and then uh, PS5's getting a, a Wii U. I, apparently. Um, Which? I simultaneously think this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen and kind of want it. I mean, it, it would be chill, you know? Like, 
you got your your PS, your TV's occupied by kids or family. Yeah, you, you yeah. Know, yeah. Katie, Katie likes watching. Katie just loves having TV on while she like you know reads or or does an adult coloring book. Um, which means if I want to play on the big TV, a lot of times I feel like I'm encroaching upon her Zen time. Sure. But that's where all my consoles are. Cause when the TV is free, it's a very nice TV and I love playing games on it. Well, and, and it's not necessarily like the TV has Zen on it. It's more that it's something like a cooking show where you're tuning in and out Ex- based on exactly. the moment. Yes, yes, uh, yes. That's, that's why we have sling TV is right. Katie just needs a channel on that just goes, it just goes so, and does a thing. Yeah. And I have this exact experience with the office or uh, always sunny. Like there are parts of that where I'm just like, Oh, I can't watch the awkwardness. I hate this. So, you know, that's when the switch comes up and I kind of disappear into switch world or right now, Kristen's playing through bloodborne and I've seen that very recently. So mm. getting my switch up in front of my eyeballs has been amazing. And I kind of, I kind of like the idea of uh, the PlayStation doing exactly that. In fact, I'm kind of like, wait, then I was very into. Uh, I think it was PS three or four. You could cast to a PS Vita, and when Destiny One came out, I was like, I want a a, a PS Vita again or a PSP, um, because I was really into Destiny at the time, and I was like, oh, casting that over to my handheld, I could keep playing and looting and yada yada yada. Um, but never, I never went through with it, but I know that was a feature on an older PlayStation. Uh, but there's something about this I find attractive, even though I think it's it's so ridiculous. It literally looks like they just like chopped a controller in half and stuck an iPad in between it. Sure. I mean, isn't that what the, I, mean, I, I guess the dongles, uh, the the Switch controls have a bit more personality to them. There's not, a, there's not an opening in the bottom, though, that just makes it look kind of, to me, this looks weirdly tacked on, even though I know a Switch Joy-Con is literally tacked on because you can tack it off, but. I prefer that. I, I, I like the idea of holding the controller on each side because I end up doing this weird kind of like pinky hold up the screen and push down with my oh, thumb with so I'm, I don't dislodge I'm it. Not, I'm not arguing that it's more comfortable to hold. I'm almost positive it is. I just think it looks goofy. Mm. That's it. That's all. I'm, all I'm, this is purely visual. I think it looks ridiculous. But I bet it's comfy as shit to hold. And I don't know about the, the headphone thing they're doing. Like... PlayStation likes making like weird wraps for speakers that like go over your shoulders or uh, have you seen those that like you wear like a, a tactical vest, like the top part of one. And then there's speakers that live on your person. No, I have no so idea. You, like get in your about. chair and you would lower these on yourself and like, you I've, can like feel I've, the base. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, they're, they're a thing. Yeah, there's a special uh, Final Fantasy fourteen ones as the chat brings up. Kyle's never get. Kyle's never seen not actual gameplay, but he knows about this this weird prototype speaker no one owns. Sure, we all get a we're all different people. We all get excited about. So I I have not invested at all in um, Bluetooth the ear the ear thing the ear pods. I don't have any, so that kind of interested me because mm. I just I haven't I haven't made that technological jump yet. I have been on podcasts with paid sponsors before, so I have quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> I have quite a few. They're, they're quite convenient. I do like them quite a bit, but they're not sponsoring this. So I ain't saying what brand it is. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Hold it is. hostage. <laughs> and then Marvel Spider-Man two, which is not, it's three. This is the third one. No, there's a Miles Morales. Miles Morales didn't get a number. It was just Miles Morales. Oh, but it, but we're bringing it back together. But it wasn't a, a like a DLC. It wasn't um an expansion pack. It was its own standalone game, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's like saying Halo Three ODST. 
It's, okay, I don't was, know what it was. Halo ODST was made in the Halo Three engine and was like a side story companion ODS, piece to to Halo I, Three. I thought that was the tactical one, like the RTS. No, Halo. That's, that's Halo Wars. Oh, well, that at least that name makes sense. You should. Oh my god, have you not played ODST? No, I'm. It's arguably the best Halo game ever made. It's the one with the not Master Chiefs, though. They just wear in suits. Like yes. Little, little yes. Normal, normal. They basically got the entire voice cast of Firefly to be a fire team within the Halo universe. And then they told a really good story. Oh, that's why I love XCOM, too. It's because basically just Star Trek cast. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, and I probably wouldn't have given a damn about Arkham, Batman Arkham, if um, they didn't have the original. All right. Cast can, I, there. can I give you some homework that uh, you have the time to do? Oh, uh, do I? Okay. I'm telling you right now you have the time for this. Okay. Because apparently you haven't heard it. Go on next time you're on Spotify and you want something to groove to put on the ODSC soundtrack. Oh. It will surprise okay. you. It is not what you're expecting. I can do that. It is not at all what you're expecting. I think you'll be very impressed. So Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1 was a Spider-Man game, and then we had Miles Morales, which was a standalone game, and now and you're playing as absolutely incredible. Yeah, and now you're playing as both at the same time in spider-man 2's opener before they probably get split up and the game divides further it has grand theft auto 5 character like real-time character switching tech so where you can just go from peter parker to miles morales oh is that what they were showing off yeah. i thought it was like linear entirely I'm, I'm sure they're using it in the story but i believe you can also i think i think i've read somewhere that you're allowed to do that also when you're just like free roman and shiz that's pretty cool. That 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 makes the interactive uh, movie that you're playing a lot more interesting, because this looked like a it looked quick time response. Like I'm I'm surprised the people who hate quick time events were all at all interested in the Spider Man trailer. Uh, because because uh, if you played uh, either of the two games that preceded this, you would know that the quick time portions of the game are like three percent of the experience. But the whole thing looked like a quick time because it was it, the circle was always bothering you and being like, press the circle, go, go, go. This is where you're going. Exactly. Very linear. Uh, press the button all the time when we because prompt you. Because they were showing you a part of the story where it was a quick time event. There's also like uh, contextuals kind of like when you would pull off a counter in Arkham Asylum and you would see the little red mark above Batman's head. Okay. Okay. Um, so that that's not that's not a quick time because you're still in full, in full control, but it's like telling you, hey, now would be a good time to dodge. Prompting you, yeah. Kyle, are you aware of uh, Spider-Man having spider senses? I have. I like the way spider sense was displayed in this. I, I think that's some of what you're seeing. Some of what yes. you're seeing was a quick time event, but a lot of what you're seeing was just that's just how the combat system works. You should play was, these games. They're very I'm, good. I've heard they're very good. Also, I have. Isn't Flynn like a massive Spider-Man nerd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three-year-old is kind of nuts about Spider-Man. He will but. lose his shit, Kyle. <laughs> Why? Well, I don't know if it's scary, like with the, you know, with the, the, the lizard popping up and growling at the screen. I, I didn't know if it'd be too scary. I, I think two is going to be, Spider-Man. I think two is probably going to be a little scary for him. I don't think one has anything I would call scary because there's no Venom. There's no lizard. Okay. Yeah, well, they haven't promised Venom yet. All they've shown is the spider suit. It's not technically Venom until it crawls on Eddie Brock. Venom was shown in the teaser trailer like two years ago. Like proper Venom with proper the teeth Venom. and all that? They had Venom was coming it? out of an alleyway, yes. Okay, but because there's also like symbiote, I'm outside the body and I've got teeth and arms, but I'm all wiggly. It was, it was Venom. It was Venom. Okay. Like they showed, I, I like Eddie Brock. 
Yeah, full full on Venom center screen. It was the original trailer for this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that plight. The the Spider Man actors being cringy, but that's what you know. That's what ninety Spider Man does when he puts on the symbiote suit. He becomes cringy. You know, like that's just it, they're nailing it. They're nailing a guy who doesn't talk gruffly, talking all gruff and hardcore, and it's cute. I would love a Static Shock game. I love Static Shock. Static Shock is awesome. Static Shock? Yeah, Static Shock. It's like a... What are you talking about? It's in the DC universe. It's like a you know Static Shock. He's a superhero. Flew around on a board. Gathered electricity. It was like the only one of those cartoons where like running out of webbing made any sense. Because he could like store electric charge in his body. So he was always like running over the power cords and being like... Zzz and then powering himself up so he what? could get back in the battle. Are you, are you thinking about this solely because superhero? Is that your line of connection? No, I'm just saying the superhero game I'd like. That's all. I have no idea. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard of Static Shock. Static Shock's great. Uh, okay, so cool. That, 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 that's interesting. Uh, Spider-Man, the, the first one of these is absolutely amazing. Miles Morales is somehow, in my opinion, even better. Uh, Miles, awesome. has, Miles has cooler powers. Like you can electrocute people and go stealth because Miles Morales is cool as shit. Um, and so this is just money that doesn't belong to me anymore. I'm buying this game day one. Full price. Is it windmill slam? Is, is it too soon? Is it too spoilery to ask who the main villain of one was so I can like get a gauge of, of, of caring? There's a few. So it kind of ebbs and flows. It's, it's more like Arkham where it's like a, you know, uh, both of them gallery. are kind of ebb and flow through the villains. Uh, t- uh, Miles Morales kind of goes, uh, it has a turn where it's kind of not necessarily what you, I kind of saw it coming, but it's, it's, it's part of the story is who is revealed. Um, okay. In the, in the end. Uh, but okay. within the first like two hours of the, of the first game, you'll kind of get a vibe for what's going on. Mysterio is spooky. Just, to, just throwing it out there. That's a little spooky for the three-year-old. Because he's always appearing Mysterio. and disappearing. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, Mysterio's kind of weird. His head falls off all the time and like rolls around. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it can feel Mysterio is one of my absolute favorite villains. Uh, I do like Mysterio. Not as much as Clayface. I, jumping John, or properties again, but, you know, they both kind of have the actor vibe to them. And I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get all my Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movies. I can never remember any other names. Far From Home. Uh Really underrated Marvel movie, in my opinion, because I loved what they did with Jake Gyllenhaal and Mysterio in that movie. Did you see that? Oh, one? Those are fine. No, they're finally coming to Disney Plus, right? Or they are now, but it was I, like I th- locked I think behind the Sony. I, I think they're officially on it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, they they go where he's like a like a he wears like a mocap suit. He's like a special effects coordinator. Yeah, that's what he should be. I think it, it transformed over the years from like circus performer to TV technician to. Stunt performer. Yeah, uh, I, I've I liked I've always liked Mysterio, like from a kid into now, and I, I love how they update him. But um, you should watch Far From Home. There's some really cool Mysterio sequences that, to me, really stand out in you know what can sometimes feel a little like an assembly line as far as MCU movies are concerned. Sure, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I just it, it hasn't been somewhere that I've owned the subscription for or wanted to invest in. So that's why I missed it. Okay, cool, Spider Man. So, so it's good. All right. Yeah. It, I, I'm, I'm predisposed to love it. The, the uh, Spider-Man two movie tie-in game that was on 
uh, PS2 GameCube original Xbox is one of my favorite games of all time. Because that was the first one that had like semi-physics webbing, like where you actually need to have something above you to attach your web to it. And they had, that was the first game where they had their full New York City. Like that was open, open world New York City map. Um, and I was a teenager and Black Cat was hot. So... <laughs> <laughs> Sold. So I love the uh, yeah. Spider-Man Two, man. Spider-Man Two on the GameCube was my shit. Yeah, well, and Mary Jane's no good for him. You know, she's always agreed. Always, yeah, Gwen Stacy way better. Just always playing him. I don't like that. Spider-Man's falling for it. Yeah, depending on the iteration, I, you know, there's all kinds of Mary Janes out there, I guess. But that is that is true. But Gwen Stacy's like actually supportive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you put on here something that came out, or there was an announcement this week, but did not make the PlayStation showcase. Well, yeah, because it didn't get made, and it is apparently being remade, even though it's a remake. Uh, Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake is starting over from scratch, apparently. So this is a deeply troubled production. This was long supposed to come out last year, I think. Huh. It was announced, uh, I think, during COVID. Yes, announced uh, announced in 2020. It was supposed to come out in 2021, so my mistake was supposed to come out two years ago. And uh, the pre-orders were refunded. Well, good. That's what they should do. I know, it was a good, yeah, yeah, good, good call. But you know, shows how how very much dead in the water it was at the time. Yeah, and the refunding that happened last year. Um, oh yeah, this article says for, it has it right there. Thank God, because I did not remember when it happened. It was November of last year. Is when the canceling and the refunding went down but cal you and i disagree on a lot of things as evident by today's podcast but if there is one thing you and i both love to death and are maybe a little too reverent for it's prince of persia sands of time yeah yeah it was the first game that i'm aware of where my clothes fell off over the course of it i thought that was awesome that is that is a thing we both really really love in all in storytelling it's just the visual progression of watching your hero deteriorate uh something john wick movies do exceptionally well Mm. well he got that invincible suit and that was kind of a a shame but it's still torn up and it does get burnt and he's dirty eating and he's like it it doesn't matter how many times they reset it by the end of a john wick movie keanu reeves looks on death's doorstep that's it immerses me a lot and speaking of the witcher again like witcher 3 I, i had to go meet the king so i'd go get a shave because i'd been out in the wilderness for a bit and i wanted to be clean shaven to meet yeah. the king i love that kind of stuff. reason why i hate nanomachines they used to be a good part of the iron man movies the suit would look like shit by the end because it like took all its hits and and it was, yeah. a, it was a physical thing that you had to step into and they went to the nanomachine crap and it just became another piece of magic in the mcu yeah, I mean, there was kind of like that liquidy pull when Thanos like ripped off the helmet, kind of like into pieces. They did some cool that effects. Kind of neat. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's some. They, they still did some cool visual effects, but I, I liked it when it was like a tanky war. And yeah. by, the, by the end of that first movie, it's like barely holding together. I mean, some of that is just you know technology escalation, right? We went through that gauntlet when we were teenagers of EMP movies, and there were the drones. Oh, everything had drones in it there for a little bit. I do not like the the Pura pad in Tears of the Kingdom. I think that is dumb as hell, whipping out a tiny switch to scan stuff. That kind of I mean, I'm that like, was in Breath of the Wild. I know, but get out of map. Come on. Like, I feel like an old man yelling at the screen when that happens. But I'm like, ah, oh, it's cute in Luigi's Mansion when you have to get out the, the VR headset, the old red thing from, you know, failed Nintendo products. Oh, uh, that's kind of Virtual cute. Boy? 
Yeah, virtual boy. You wear a virtual boy to like talk to the scientists. That's how you communicate and call back to home base as it were. So I think that's cute, but I've never played Luigi's Mansion and you just did so much to sell me on it because I have a weird fondness for the virtual boy. <laughs> it's it's cute and it's like poor graphics when you're in there. Like he's always shifting around and kind of made of lines. Oh, it's just a cute nod. Oh man, yeah. I, that, every time I was at uh, Sears at the mall, I'd run up to the Nintendo kiosk and play the virtual boy and my buddy had one. Uh, so I got really deep into Mar- Mario Tennis on the virtual boy because I had a friend I could go visit and play it. Sure. You know, different times was pressing our eyes and the the Sears, yeah, <laughs> the Sears device. Yeah, Grant won't stop a, a child. They don't know any better. But yeah, as an adult, I'm definitely like, Ooh. you didn't <laughs> grow up with uh, with G4 like the video game channel on TV, did you? No, is is that the one that had the the trampoline hour or whatever? Are you talking about the Man Show? Oh, that's the Man Show. Okay, with, uh, Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, okay, no, that so was, that was a show on Comedy Central. Um, which, which was like really on the nose for its time. Like this is a show for men. And they had girls jumping on trampolines at the end of it. That's how the credits would roll. Um, no, 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 no. G4 was, it it used to be like a tech channel and then it became G4 and they had a lot of video game programming. Um, I didn't have it for the longest time. Then when me and my folks moved out in the middle of nowhere, the only TV we could get was satellite. And so we got a bunch of wild channels that I'd never seen before. And that was one of them. So in my teen years, I watched a lot of G4 I think it was X play, which was like their standard video game review show. I think did a saw parody where they made the bear, the reverse bear trap out of a virtual boy. And I still, to this day think it's one of the funniest, dumbest skits I've ever seen a reverse bear trap. I think it was, have you not seen the first saw? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's going to like open her whole mouth. Yeah. yeah. They wire it in her mouth and it's supposed to open the other way. And they call it the reverse bear trap because instead of closing it opens and since it's attached to her jaw, it would kill her. Yeah. Um, hi, I like saw (laughs) movies, everybody, a virtual Um, boy, but yeah, they like, they, they redid that with that scene, but it was a virtual boy that was like tied to the guy's face and they like made blood come out of his eyes and it was, it was done intentionally corny. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like when um when when Adult Swim does their skits and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, every time uh, it, it, I think about G four maybe once a year, and then I start to think to myself, I'm like, is that why I freaking like podcast? <laughs> like, I think it might all come back down to that. I think that's you know that's fair. And for me, it's very much the land party feel, like the the mm-hmm. lunchroom. You know, go to your friends. You're finally able to talk about what you like. You know, you're free of the bullies. The sleepover feel, yeah, everyone th- haul their computers in. That's a big part of it too. Yeah. I, I still chasing it. Yeah. Chasing that feeling. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I forget about G4 a lot. And then, then when I think about it, I'm like, I think this influenced me more than I realized, but anywho. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Persia, uh, do, do whatever you need to do because I would love an updated version of this game and please like, please don't make it suck. Cause I think they were going for like pseudo realistic looking. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like go f- like do really, really high end cell shading, still make it look hmm. stylized. I don't want a realistic sands of time. It looked like at, at the time it looked like an animated Disney movie. And I think it should retain that style. Interesting. Oh, you know what? This, um, this, this list of games from Shaq news I was using that said, all announcements and trailers, I guess maybe they're not, they're ports, so it didn't include the, uh, like, Tower of Anime or whatever whatever that thing is. I forget. <laughs> it's like an MMO or maybe it's a gotcha. I, I, I didn't know what it was, but it was like Tower of Anime or something like that. So there's some games missing from this, but that's the, that's the list. That's the showcase. Yeah. 
there there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff being shown. Uh, and and as you can see, I uh, only kind of sued a small amount of it. <laughs> it would have been fun to react to live because then we could have had this fight uh, in real time. And sure, while the actual trailers are going, yeah, yeah that'd be perfectly understandable content. Yeah, if, we, we, if you didn't listen, if, if you're not a patron or supporting us on the membership and you didn't listen to our uh, wrap-up of The Mandalorian Season 3, uh, Kyle, we could have broken out the yes or no's uh, and voted whether we liked the trailer we were watching or not. I like that. I, I think next I think year should, that's what yeah. we'll do. I think that's how we'll handle this. Yeah, we'll we'll make a we'll make like a board. Let's get some like little little graphics, like some stickers. We can put out awards as we go. Then like put them in little boxes, like bingo. You know, mm. got worst trailer, best trailer. Move them around a little bit. I think that'd be fun. Be, good time. be into that. I also yeah. think it would be fun if you uh, went to supportourbromance.com and considered supporting us. You'll get some of that bonus content that I just I uh, just mentioned. Actually, you'll get all of it. It's all there. It's all there for you. You'll get access to our members only Discord channels. Uh, where the questions for this podcast come from and other fine channels in there. And you you won't hear the Patreon ad. You get a, a, hear this. A, a custom version of the feed that gives you the bonus podcast in the mix in the feed. You can plug it into almost any podcatcher out there and you just get the show like normal. And you support Kyle and me in the process. So check it out to supportourbromance.com. That'll take you directly to our Patreon. So thank you very much for the support, everybody. All right. Well, before we uh, before we move on to Trailer Park, we have an anime I want to talk to you about. Oh. Um, uh, explain to me why I should be angry about tokens being in Wrath Classic because I just I can't. I have nothing left in my soul to give to being angry about things happening at Blizzard. Sure, I think that's a fair critique. Uh, the the wear and tear has gotten to you. That, that's and- untrue. If Diablo Four is 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 a mess, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be furious because I do yes. want to play that game. And I thought the beta was good. So if they somehow nickel and dime that game to death, I'm I'm going to rage. Well, Diablo 4 is such an interesting, an interesting artifact to talk about because you have the action RPG market. And action RPG fans, much like RTS fans, don't care about a lot of that side stuff. You know, like who made the game? <laughs> what they want is what they want. And Diablo players want more Diablo. And there's a lot of forgiveness in that zone. I don't think maybe you could call it um, ignorance, ignoring, whatever you want to call it. But people are going to buy Diablo regardless of what's happening at Blizzard right now. Because our RTS fans and action RPG fans want their games. And Diablo is one of them. People are going to buy them regardless. So it, there's this, been this storyline developing of like, how can all this happen before Diablo 4? How could this happen? I think it really isn't going to have much impact because... Action RPG games, there's not that many. The audience isn't so wide. There's a high chance that because of all this madness of Blizzard, they put it out and then it is abandoned faster than we think because of corporate practices or the battle passes aren't as profitable or they cut expansions and all that sort of thing. But Diablo 4 is going to come out and lots of people are going to buy that. The WoW token has nothing to do with that. That's not going to influence any decisions. You've already made your decision if you're not going to support Blizzard. So Diablo is unaffected by this. The WoW token thing is, you know, it, it's a bit of drama. You make your video. Oh, my God, the integrity of Wrath Classic is in jeopardy. They said they'd never do this to Classic. How can they do this? Those videos have already happened. The real storyline was that the one of the mods over on the WoW Classic Reddit got on and said, Rule 4 is absolved. It's gone. You all can talk about private servers as much as you want because 
Blizzard has decided to destroy the integrity of WoW Classic, and therefore we have every right to destroy the integrity of this Reddit and support private servers like Turtle Wow or any of those you might have heard of where people play privately. As it happens, the next day, the other mods went, whoa, 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 now. And the guy was dismissed. The guy or gal was out. Nobody, they, they are no longer a mod there. They stepped down, quote unquote. And now the Reddit is back on. No, we do not talk about private servers. We do not talk about real money trading. This is not the play. We do not support those kind of activities. This is this is a respectable organization. Is a slew of wonderful discords that will give you all the information you could ever want about a private server. Sure. And even uh, like one of the big kind of news of this is that even Asmongold said the name of the server out loud and now people are going to find it. And, you know, it's really the downfall here. But ultimately, how's that, how's that, by, how's that a downfall? Well, because uh, Asmongold opens up a lot of audience to these things they might not know. Like people don't know the names of private servers. So when a popular individual says it aloud, it suddenly gets more traffic because it's been legitimized on air by a okay, prom- well, predominant individual. You all know it's an ethical gray area anyway, so who cares? And I, there there are all kinds of ways that people manipulate mods. Of I came I came from the Battle.net days where Red Player always cheated. So that's what I assume about private servers. <laughs> like if, if you were in the red spot, which is always player one, you had extra gold, you had you were invincible. So many, so many of those custom games I played. Red player was always broken because they're the ones who made the map and they wanted to be broken because it was fun to be broken. Mm. So I assume often that, you know, private servers have broken activities, broken members. But in some regards, it is said that these servers are run with greater integrity or there might be, you know, like special events like they custom made new content or there's a add on right now uh, called Hardcore Wow, which they're actually going to be adding in the game and putting up hardcore servers just like hardcore Diablo, you know, you die once, you die forever. So this mod, it tracks everybody who's died, and you're kind of like on a leaderboard, and you're participating in hardcore without it being official. That's very oh, interesting. Oh, so like if you're, if they'll know if you res, then are continuing to play. Exactly, you won't be part of the leaderboard. You won't be part of this mod community that is playing that's a adorable. hardcore style. I like that. Yeah, honor yeah, code. It very much. It's very innocent and hardcore. Wow, like. They're going to add that in summer. And that that would interest me if I didn't have a bunch of stuff on my plate. Like, that's a really cool idea. I love the idea of really kind of like treacherously walking through a forest and being like, oh, my God, where are they? Oh, is the alliance coming for me? Oh, no, no. I think that's really fun. So ba- the, short, the short of it is tokens are being added to Wrath Classic. And people are concerned about the economy, the gold prices, the real money trading, is this going to encourage that? Real money trading happens anyway. Is this Blizzard's answer to all the problems like botting that they are seeing in the game? And many people simply respond with Blizzard's doing a horrible job with moderation. You know, they're not in there banning these people. From all I've read and all I figured out, that's not the case. Having the WoW token for many people who have studied economics particularly in MMO spheres, this is the best way to stop that is by making it an official way to buy gold. But as it is part of classic, it's of course upset a lot of people. It does impact the economy. I mean, there's no way around it. Yeah. Like, but so the, if that's a part of the game that you care about. This throws a wrench in it. 
Right, but it's all it's also layered because the game is intensely figured out. So the farming zones are easier to bot. They're easier to farm as an individual that's not using a botting program. So the economy was already in shambles and uh, ruined day one because it wasn't a brand new game and the economy was already figured out. So that particular argument doesn't it. I'm not saying it doesn't hold water for me. I'm saying it does not work for those who have studied this for a prolonged period of time. And to many folks who are aware of how WoW economy works, the WoW token simply isn't a big deal. It's merely their answer to an ongoing problem that seems to be unsolved by Blizzard. And in my armchair developer world, it's very easy for me to say, Blizzard's being greedy. Why don't they hire more customer service people? Why isn't there GMs fall from the sky in a big fireball? Like all that sort of thing that I came to love. Why aren't they doing that? Why are they saving money by not hiring people? That that doesn't really gel with this conversation ultimately when you get into the nitty gritty of it. I mean, that's, that's, also, a very, that's a conversation that happens in a lot of different communities as well. I mean, how long have we right. been talking about Twitch needs to do something about their moderation for the longest time uh, within Blizzard. We used to have this conversation over in here's a storm constantly where we yep. would actually see people muted pretty freaking often. And yet and you are, it could still be better. Right. And, and they're human beings and some move faster than others. And then, of course, you've got, you know, Twitch's whole thing of like, you know, you, you ban small streamers, but keep big streamers. It's always going to be in balance, even with perfect play by play. There's always going to be some community manager who hits the button faster on ban or well, something. Don't like worry, that. Kyle. We'll just we'll just have AI do it. I'm sure they'll do a wonderful job. They're going to do it. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be great. We'll, we'll get the AI in there. They'll yeah. moderate everything. Listen, it's going to be wonderful. As someone who has spent a lot of time putting out YouTube videos for a while now, let me tell you, automated moderation systems are always flawless. So there's your rundown. What do you think? <laughs> I, I didn't really... I didn't see a negative impact from tokens being rolled out into retail the way that the backlash at the time. How do I, how do I put this? I'm doing a bad job. The fever pitch of the pushback against tokens when they hit retail uh, did not equal the economic impact in game, in my opinion, when it originally happened in retail. So I'm assuming uh, much ado right now and uh, probably the same there. I'm also wildly uninvested because I'm not playing classic right now. And even if I were, I've never been one to sit around and play the auction house. Me neither. I've always been terrible at making money in MMOs. And anytime I say that, someone's yes. like, I've got a guide for you. And I'm like, I, it's not what I come to MMOs for. I, I will always have no money in MMOs because I'm there to kill bosses and log out. And that's often, often my, I get my gear and I go. I'm horrible at enchanting things too, or uh, gemming things in that way. I do it, but that, that's always a struggle. But the more the, the interesting part to me is that this conversation is being escalated to how it's going to affect Diablo 4's release in seven days. And I don't think that's going to happen. Diablo 4 might have its own problems, but the audience for an action RPG is so particular and so hungry for more that they played so much Lost Ark. <laughs> a, a game with extremely predatory monetary yes. systems. yes. Yes, that they will not care, and Diablo is going to sell large in that sphere. Will it be large enough for Blizzard to no, continue you, like, in, in the grand scheme of things? The player base of Classic is a drop in the bucket. It is a small community in the grand scheme of not only Blizzard but gaming in general. So, like, if you're talking about like all like bad headlines, bad looks for Blizzard Entertainment, WoW token being added to their their niche 
classic game servers. They just scrapped the main reason they defended slapping a two on Overwatch and throwing out the game you paid money for. That is such a bigger deal. And in my opinion, a worse look than whatever's going on with the small community that's still invested in classic. Like, uh, no one ever says uh, uh, copium for uh, outrage, but this is like outrage copium. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the classic community, which I like classic, but you have an overinflated, I think, opinion of how large a community is if you think that this is like somehow, this is it, this is the final straw. It's like, no, I think Blitzchung was way worse in a bigger deal. I think Overwatch 2 is way worse in a bigger deal. I think the scandals happening and abuse of employees happening was a way bigger. Like Blizzard's had legitimate, really bad shit that they are still being held accountable to. And there's still lawsuits in some regards going on that to me, I look at outrage around WoW token and I just kind of chuckle and go, wow, how quaint. I long for the days of this being the outrage around Blizzard Entertainment. Yeah, and I, I get it on principle. And that that's the part that, you know, we all, it, no matter what you do, an MMO can never be a equal, beautiful opportunity economy because there's always going to be a player with more time than you, maybe less responsibilities than you, maybe better gameplay than you. They, they die less and therefore they have to repair less. And it, no matter the idea of, we all have three hours a night, but the billionaire in the room has an advantage. And wow, it does. It does rustle me up a bit. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. But in the end, uh, there's nothing terribly fair about MMOs, <laughs> when, particularly when it comes to all, economy. all of them are our niche in the grand scheme of things. That, like, that's the other like, thing. Like yeah. They seem big uh, because they are they're large interconnected communities and they're usually very passionate. But you comp- you compare it to a Call of Duty to a to like, I mean Fortnite is like literally the biggest game in the world so that's that's unfair but like like I look at like the biggest Final Fantasy fourteen creators and then I go watch like the dude I like for Gran Turismo and he's murdering any Final Fantasy video on the internet like at least for fourteen because um, it's an MMO like there's a it only can get so big whereas there's there's so many other games out there that are just ridiculous so it's like not that it really matter but i find this interesting I, f- I find this interesting as someone who does like mmos and enjoys mmo communities but i do feel we have an overinflated uh, sense of our size sometimes well totally and you know a lot of our industry in particular our podcast connections and even this show grew out of a blizzard sphere uh with minimal uh, interaction with blizzard for the most part and in the times of 2010 like very little interaction monetarily with fans so it, it was, it felt big on the inside. And I'm having that experience too with Warhammer because Warhammer was this like, Warhammer 40K is this like super nerdy, like only the most extreme nerds would possibly play this. And the numbers are amazing no, on YouTube. Insane. There's so many videos. Yes. There's so much content for yep. Warhammer 40K. And I'm like, isn't this the thing that like everyone said was too far? I felt the same <laughs> kind of way about the like critical role. Like I was like, this, this is what I got bullied for. And look at these numbers to say, we're, we all should have been bullied. What the hell happened here? So people in charge of media companies that have money to throw around chomped on the cigar and said, that'll never work kid. And then when, you know, YouTube and streaming and the, you know, there was no longer a gatekeeper for like between someone who wants to make something and someone wants to watch it. Yeah. Suddenly you realize, Oh shit, there's a ton of us. Yeah. Yeah. 
we're all we're all we're doing now, Kyle, is describing the internet. We should probably move on. No, no, we should move on. No, but it, <laughs> the, more so, I am. I'm very interested to see what next week's like. We got seven days till Diablo Four, and it's. I'm very, I'm very curious about um, what's going uh, yeah, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the discourse. It'll be interesting. If nothing else, it's going to be interesting times. It's, it's. I feel very much the way about D4 the way we felt about Heroes of Storm. It's like, it's like I'm rooting for this team, uh, and this, and this corner of of a studio that still having a lot of issues. But we'll see. E- Oh, we'll see. Who are, who are you talking to? Anyway, moving, I wonder. <laughs> on, I, w- I wonder. <laughs> I went to my buddies on the D4 team. I'm rooting for you. Uh, I sure hope Kotick doesn't get in the way. But until see, then, let's talk about uh, an anime I'm really excited about. Nope. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm hmm. That sound can mean only one thing. We're heading back to the trailer park, even though news is basically the trailer park today. But I wanted to get away from video games for just a second, Kyle, because I feel like we get put into buckets. You're the anime fan and I'm the normie. But Kyle, damn it, I'm an anime fan, too. And I am so excited this week because we got a trailer for the sequel to Initial D, MF Ghost. Same guy? Same main character? No. he's, He's back in the car? No. Same writer. Okay. New character. Okay. okay. New car. All right. Uh, one of the two cars we own, as a matter of fact, which I'm really excited about because I we have the, this car. We have the car. We have the star car. I have it. The, the Toyota, right? Yes. The Toyota's the, Toyota, the three rings. The Toyota GT86. Yes. I love you know? that you have to describe the Toyota logo. Like that's, Well, because I thought it was Dodge because it looks like a little Ram. You know, it looks like a stylistic little Ram. You know, because it got a little head and then it's got two little horns. Have you seen the Ram logo? It's just Ram. It looks like a Ram. I, I know, but people do weird stuff to their, you know, their logos all the time. They're always, you know, simplifying. Look, look at look at Google, you know, you're like drive maps. It's all just like a bunch of colors now. It makes no sense. Mm. So I thought I thought for the longest time that a Dodge was a Ram or a Toyota. So it's, what kind of Toyota what we got here? It's a Toyota GT86. Oh, GT86. Yeah, so if you remember in original Initial D, it was a Toyota AE86, or they called it an Mm. 8.6. Okay. um, Which uh, was a rear-wheel drive Toyota Corolla. Uh, They should cost roughly $3 now because they're absolute buckets of bolts. But because of a certain anime, they're now worth tens of thousands of dollars. (laughs) Sure, like a DeLorean. Uh, yes, yes. Although the, the Lords are, to me, still kind of special because they're made out of a weird material and they have cool doors. The the the, the AE eighty six Corollas are like absolute junk. Uh, except the power goes to the correct wheels, which makes them cool. So I've got a question about a, a DeLorean. Yeah, that I've never understood. When yeah. he says this sucker's electrical, it's not an electric car though. It takes gas, right? Wait, 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 what? Hold on. When, when Doc Brown says, no, 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 the sucker's electrical. And then he then he talks about the gigawatts. Oh, I don't remember that. I, was he talking about the Lorne or was he talking about the flux capacitor? I, oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't actually know then. I would need to see the. But no, DeLor- we did not have electric cars back then, Kyle. You know, yeah, DeLorean's I didn't think so. very much so I, run on gas. I don't know why you ever said that. Okay, oh, moving there on. There was a prototype DeLorean in Fast 10 uh, that I believe they're eventually going to make, and it is an EV. But it's not out yet. Oh, the time components are, but you got to have the, yeah, the, 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 the nuclear, nuclear material that he stole 
in order to make yeah, that and, flux and the, and the sound of the car not starting at the end of one is definitely the sound of like a gas car stalling so okay yeah that, yeah okay okay yeah okay so so we're so we're racing again it's by the original author there's lots of like there's drones chasing cars there's televisions being watched dude dude is this like a, a rally car kind of thing where the guys are on headsets talking to the driver and tell him well, guys on headsets talking to the driver is a thing in like basically every racing uh actually what's special about rally is usually the dude sitting in the car with you and has notes in his tell i love those videos of like the guy yelling at the the driver well, that's that's because rally is, the, the rally racing is special because it's like there's so little tolerance for error because they're like driving at like 100 miles an hour on dirt through a small clearing in woods that if you're like yeah. a, if you don't know what turn is coming up you'll probably die um, but every other racing usually have what they call like a spotter. There's somebody on a headset talking to you sitting in a tower somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of, to me, it looks like they're doing time trial. And for some reason the dude decides to drift, uh, which cool. Well, yes, cool. yes. So I don't know the story. I know the manga's already out. So if you already read it, I want no spoilers. Tell me nothing. But from me watching this trailer, it looks like time time attack of some sort, which is usually you go around a road course. You just try and set the best time. Historically speaking, there was a racer in Japan who made drifting famous because they realized they could carry more speed through a turn if they drifted the car. That's not really the case anymore. <laughs> Cars have gotten so good. Tires have gotten so good that you tend to lose a little bit of time if you drifted corner. Oh, interesting. Oh, Mario Kart taught me wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's also, you know, there can be, there might, there's also usually some kind of like a, a dis, disjoining between, you know, your skill driving and someone else's. So, you know, someone might be faster drifting through a corner, but usually to set the best time, you don't want to break traction. Does initial D, uh, this is MF Ghost. Yes. Does, does this, uh, go into car culture like the the do car people like this uh it's i, I mean in, wait uh, initial d is wildly famous in car culture it's it's like it's i katie and i went to go look uh i think it was it was 2020 it was right before the pandemic we went to go look at an ae86 corolla that was for sale um because they're hard to find especially in the states they made way more of them in japan than they made here in the states we, the Corollas are a dime a dozen, but specifically finding the rear wheel drive variant that was only made, I think, for three or four years. Um, they're super rare in the United States and even more rare after initial D because they were at the bottom of their worth. A bunch of people bought them up and wrapped them around trees trying to drift them. So we've also <laughs> murdered a bunch of these cars. They just I love, don't exist anymore. I love when I hear terminology for a. Uh, uh, a fandom I don't have. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, like I wrap can. around trees. You know what I mean? It'll wrap. It'll wrap around. I mean, it's literally what we're talking about: a tree or a yeah. pole. Like, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So we went to go look at one, and I mean, it was it was pretty rough. It had rust. I opened the trunk, and I could see the asphalt because the bottom of the trunk had rusted out. Uh, there were the roof rails were rusted, but it was like mostly stuff that was in places that was easy, would be easy to fix with like sheet metal and shit. And I was like, we almost bought it. And I kind of wish we had, because since then the prices of these things have absolutely skyrocketed. Like I'm, I'm not going to have one of these cars. The, the car you get for the price you'd have to spend to me is stupid. <laughs> you can get a much nicer car for the money. 
Um, but yes, these cars are wildly famous and it is, if you have a hat, cause they came in different configurations. If you have like the hatchback version, which is what the AE86 in initial D was, it is very frequent. If you even see one, they're usually painted like the initial D car. They are black and white Panda with the tofu kanji on the side. Oh, because <laughs> the tofu in the show. He was a tofu delivery driver. Yeah. 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 And and you can even see them in various states because in the original anime and manga, the car, he does some, like some light mods to it over the course of it. So by the end of it, it has like a blacked out, it looks like a blacked out hood. It's carbon fiber, but yeah, like is that lighter. It's lighter carbon than fiber normal is lighter than like sheet. Yeah. Metal, yes. yes. Uh, While still being okay. very rigid and strong. Yeah. Like the spiders. Yes. It's also expensive. I love this line here. Uh, if an amateur who doesn't know the course attempts it, he could die. Like, these are the kind of stakes I want to go for. <laughs> hell yeah. With, with the girl wearing the heart necklace with the angel wings on or something. Uh-huh. Hell yeah, whatever. Yep. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. I uh, naturally, you know, uh, not naturally, but, you know, I've, I've made the false assumption that car, car culture is a little machismo. And I thought they'd, you know, rip on all animes under the under the sun. A car so culture cool. is machismo. Um, but... There's all. There's also a lot of car culture that's self-aware and kind of leans into it and has fun with it. Yeah, that's cool. Like, uh, are you wearing like the Pit Viper sunglasses? You like no, vapor I don't know wave. what that's very uh, Google Pit Viper sunglasses. Okay, you know exactly what I'm talking about. As soon as you see them, like those are making a big comeback right now because we're all kind of into these this '90s rad culture. Oh sure, sure, uh, yeah, yeah, that's very popular in car culture right now. There's like it, some people take it very seriously, but a lot of other people kind of like enjoy the corniness of it. Oh uh, yeah, these are very cyberpunk though. Like I, I like it. It looks like there should be a display that comes up and you know it gives you some info on your target. Well, well, Kyle, uh, cyberpunk did kind of first show up on the scene in the late '80s, going into the '90s. So a lot of I what am, we thought the yeah. future looked like in the late '80s and '90s is what cyberpunk looks like. So there's a bit, there's a big Venn diagram where cyberpunk and rad culture kind of coexist. Rad culture, okay. I, I love that stuff. I love the old ghost in the shells, like a hundred cables going into the back of somebody's spine. And that's how they know how to type on a computer. Like really useless <laughs> stuff. There's that, there was that show called like, uh, it was black mirror. And it was like, what, what could be worse on the planet than having contacts that let you review video footage. And I'm like laying in the dark, trying to watch my phone. And I'm like, yeah, I could go for some contacts. <laughs> let me watch a movie. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm super stoked. Um, the cars look so much better. If, it's hard to get through the original initial D, I think, because the 3D cars look so bad. They yeah. remade them as, I think there's two or three now. They re, they redid original initial D as like feature lengths and the cars look way better. And I think it's a better way to watch initial D if it's your first time watching the anime. I mean, it's brute force when it comes to CGI and anime. It's just it's everywhere and it keeps getting better. And also you just can't not have it. Yeah. Like also it's the only live action adaptation. I like there's a live action initial D adaptation. And because the show and the manga have a slew of truly legendary Japanese cars, they, they just got the same cars for the movie. So it's just a fun car movie. Cause like the okay. best, in my opinion, the best Japanese cars are in it. Huh? I'm trying to think of a live action anime. I've even seen. I tried watching the Japanese Death Note at the peak of my Death Note fandom. Don't it's it's terrible. It's, oh, it's utterly. Un, I think the American Death Note is better with Willem Dafoe. Yeah, 
Because it's not really Death Note. It's kind of just a corny, self-aware, cheesy (laughs) horror movie that happens to have a Death Note and Ryuk in it. Like they just did something so different and so unfaithful to Death Note that I was fine with it. Whereas the a- like, the Japanese live adaptation tries really hard to just be the anime, and it's just ooh, it's just it's like I can't I can't watch a dude in what looks like cheap L cosplay try and pretend to be L. Yeah, well then there was the the um, um, Cowboy Bebop thing that happened too. That was so bad. Yeah, I wanted to like it because the cast is great. They got a great cast for that. And it's, um, it's bad. Anyway, I'm excited for MF Ghost. Shall we take some questions before we wrap this up? Absolutely. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Every question today is coming from our wonderful members and patrons. And, uh, it came from the questions for the host channel, which is a members only channel in our discord. Kadrick asked, considering the generally positive reception of tears of the kingdom, uh, do you think we'll see other developers or publishers warm to the idea of revisiting or remixing previously made open worlds in new releases? And are there any older open worlds you'd want to return to? This Ooh. has been on my mind very recently. And by very recently, I mean yesterday when I watched the new gameplay trailer for Spider-Man 2 because I was thinking, you know, what is challenging about making follow-up Spider-Man games? They have to be in New York. It's always got to be in New York. It always has to be in New York. And it looks like they're switching this up by opening up a little bit further because it looks like we have, uh, we're getting on the other side of the river because their show, it looks like the map extends into Queens, which uh, Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales doesn't have. So it looks like they're expanding out beyond just Manhattan itself. But there's only so far you can take that, right? Like, how do you make New York feel different every time? Well, I think the the expansion of that open world uh, feels more plausible because they're using Craven, the hunter, to sort of hunt all the superheroes. He's not going after Spider-Man in particular, so creating these regions where other superheroes are on watch is kind of interesting. That's that's true. That's true. But also like like so like I think is I think an easy way to go with like Spider-Man for example is to think, "Oh, well, let's come up with a reason for Spider-Man to go somewhere else, which happened in the movie Far From Home that I told you you should watch with Mysterio. He ends up in Europe for basically the whole thing. But uh, you know what? uh, It seems like a good way to take it, right? But you know where my brain goes, Kyle, when I think about Mm. we don't want it to be in the same city, so it's set in another city. I think of Division 2 because I loved Division 1. And as soon as Division 2 went to Washington, I was like, I don't like this game anymore because New York to me was also like the heart of the game. So like running around in like parks with low lying buildings that suddenly like, I'm like, Oh, I just don't want to be here. I'd rather go back to New York. And so I, I wonder, I wonder if Spider-Man's struggling with that. If the developers feel they're, they're struggling or feel like they have to have it set in New York. But, oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. I agree with you. Cause I mean the best Spider-Man and the most classic Spider-Man stories are, are told in New York. It's That's such a, true. It's such a quintessential part of his character. I, I, as someone who half of my family is from Jersey, they're very northeastern. Like I, I identify with that a lot. I see a lot of like, you know, growing up with my younger Jersey cousins in Peter Parker. I'm looking at a list of open world games, and it's kind of an interesting uh, take because there's games I would consider open world that aren't like Fallout Three. That's not considered open world. 
But that was a very big map, I guess. I, if I it's not know, open world. I would argue Fallout 3 is an open world game. Yeah. Hmm. I, uh, so, so what exactly is an open world then? Because some of them can be very empty. Like I do think that Tears of the Kingdom can feel very empty at times. But once you've unlocked more of the map, you just kind of teleport anywhere you want. Whereas Witcher 3 was open world, but that isolation of being the lone hunter and following the tracks and not having a heavy populace and this kind of medieval world really worked for it. And then when you did Blood and Wine, there was like this very tonal shift that you very much enjoyed. I agree with you 100% about the division. Without the oppressive buildings kind of looming over you, it lost its apocalyptic feel. And it just felt like, how did these walls get here? When I started up the the Washington, I love DC. That's why I bring up Fallout Three because I have a rather intimate knowledge. My grandparents lived there. I went to DC a lot, so Fallout Three really resonated with me because I knew that entire mall of the White House, mm. the monuments, and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. So yeah, like Spider Man entered my mind, and like I could totally see them like like just get weird, like Spider Verse, just kind of rip off Spider Verse. And do a New York that's like splintering and folding in on itself and buildings are coming out at odd angles because you're you're blending the dimensions or something would be an interesting way to take. We already have this New York map. How do we freshen it up? And so I started running away with that. Now I kind of wish that's the game we're getting. (laughs) Doesn't matter. I'm still excited for Spider-Man 2. It could happen. You know, someone could could be a surprise, but I don't think that's where they're going now with the villain that they've set up and with Venom. Um, But my brain started to go there. Like my other, my other thought was like games that I would love to return to the world and for it to feel fresh, but I don't know how you would do it because of the setting. Right. Uh, cause one of my favorite games period, and also one of my favorite open worlds because of it, uh, is red dead redemption. I would love, I would love to revisit that world. Cause I, I think it's, it's still one of my favorite open worlds ever, but it's a Western. Like how do you switch it up? It's not like you can inject a bunch of magic or something that, really changes up what's going on. I I think my pick would be Dragon Age Inquisition. I want to see I w- I would love you know I'm not in I'm not big on the EA right now. I'm I'm, I'm very nervous about anything BioWare touches at all. So remove your company thoughts from the statement, but if if some you know, magical universe was like, I am an entity out of the darkness, and, and I'm here to re-release Dragon Age Inquisition. This is my meaning in life as this uh, cosmic being. I'd be like, well, hell yeah. Fix the ending. Let's get rid of those load screens. Let's make it more fluid. Let's actually use the chair. Let's use the castle a little bit. Like there's so many elements that were poised and ready to be an awesome game. I would love a revisiting of Inquisition. Mm. That's my pick. That's not an open world I have a lot of fondness for because it felt extremely fillery. It was full of filler quests that didn't really add to the world. Yeah, my, my love of Inquisition comes from dialogue moments. The open world was like ancillary to the experience for me. Yeah, and it wasn't really a vessel to uh, explore those character moments so much. There were people you could find out in the world. There was an awesome, awesome like haunted house really deep in the game that most people miss because it was deep in one of the final zones and you could skip it to go to the boss early. Mm. But it was amazing. Someone poured their heart into that. Yeah. And chat's bringing up Undead Nightmare DLC for Red Dead Redemption, which I played. It didn't really change the world, though. It added zombies, (laughs) which you dispatched much the same way you dispatched everything else in that game, which was shooting it with a gun. Um, It was a great piece of DLC, but I don't think it really... 
changed the world. It changed the enemies. Like, it didn't give you a new way to interact with it. It's not like, oh, now I can fly. I'm the flying cowboy. <laughs> it's not because, like, I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom, but it seems like just the way you traverse the land has changed quite a bit compared to Breath of the Wild. Shadows of Mordor. Another good one. What was it? Was that the second one? The, well, wasn't it just Shadows of Mordor 2? Was it just called 2? Two? 2 was terrible. That, it was. That, that's one of the, of the great mysteries of our time is what was wrong with it. <laughs> it was really flat. Uh, didn't have anywhere to go. Longest load screens ever. And it, it, Could didn't, be. it made it not feel like an open world. And I know the first game did also had the load screens, but for some reason it didn't feel as oppressive as two. Right. That's kind of, that's the mystery is like, what, what was actually wrong with it? It just didn't feel right. Oh, shadows of Mordor and shadow of war. Okay. And the shadows of there war. I guess. How dare I forget what that terrible sequel was called? Yeah, oh, man. Good question. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a meaty one. That's a meaty one. All right. Uh, on topic, we'll end with this one today, Kyle, because we're going a little long. Carm uh, uh, says, I know this may not result in the best view count, but I'd love to see Kyle rise as a guardian in Destiny 2. Uh, I'm turning this into a question. Kyle, what will it take you to get into Destiny? Uh, I just don't. Okay. I'm going to use a term that I know people don't like. Uh, bullet sponge. But I just am bored by shooting things for prolonged periods of time. Mm. And no matter how much gameplay I watch, because stylistically, I really like it. And I think that there is a good story in there. But there's I can tab target all day. I can do a turn based all day. I can hit you with spells nonstop. But there's just something about pointing a gun at somebody for a prolonged period that just doesn't tickle me. And I see the powers. And I see it, like if one guy gets out a really big hammer and could go like melee for a bit. And that's cool. There's something that bothers me less about Destiny's bullet sponges than, say, Borderlands bullet sponges. I think, I think visually everyone in Borderlands being like half naked, I'm like, you should die when you get shot by a bullet. But in Destiny, things are giant monsters or they're armored up. And I'm like, I can accept a little more that I got to keep pumping these passages full of lead. I can see that the justification for it. I, I played all of Borderlands one and I fell off too. I thought it was a really fun co-op game. I beat uh, one. It came out at like a perfect time where I had a lot of time to kill and my friends were into it. And then two came out and I was like, this just isn't the best shooting and I don't need to go through this again. And yeah. I fell, I fell off very quickly. Yeah. I, yeah. Borderlands is such a great example of something I did put the time into I really like the spec I had like a, a turret guy so I, I like I like turrets auto turrets also um claptrap is not as funny as they think claptrap is I think claptrap's funny he, I get what you're saying he's portrayed in a funnier way than he is and that that bothers you and rubs you the wrong I, way it, to me it's the oh you think this is hilarious don't you and I'm just sitting there being annoyed the whole time it's a, it's got that like kind of corporate like zappy boy kind of thing like we made a meme everybody everybody gather around for the memes from oh it's the like ducks in a World of Warcraft developer presentation yeah yeah like I'm, I'm glad you're really happy well the solo one-on-one -on -one developer I'm you worked hard on that duck it looks great well done but as a vessel it's kind of flat I agree yeah yeah I, I laughed a couple times at Borderlands. <laughs> I laughed a couple times, but I yeah. didn't laugh a lot more times when I think the game is trying to make me laugh. And I'm like, 
Uh, there's something about Borderlands where I'm just like, there's a lot of stuff from when I was younger that I still find funny, but Borderlands is like a thing. I'm like, I don't think I would ever find this funny unless I was 13 again. It was, it's easy to resonate uh, with together and say, yeah, we both agree. That's not funny. Like I know I find some things funny that aren't funny, but like for some reason, a lot of the meme videos I watch are full of like overblown out, poorly pixelated scenes from Pixar movies and something about, you know, hearing Woody go, just, 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 like, and the grand, like the graphic is peeling and, 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 and stretching or uh, it's tearing. The graphics are tearing and it's horribly rendered. And just like something about that just makes me go, that's funny. I do that's like having stuff. my senses assaulted. I, I think I'm yeah. with you on that. I like, I like absurdist <laughs> humor. I like having my senses assaulted. If you haven't watched our edit of our talk with Jesse Cox this week, Go watch it, and I think you'll understand a lot of what Kyle and I agree on what we think is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of there's a mutual respect of Tim and Eric up in this up in this business. Yeah, no, and I mean, I also have like there were there were many there were many signs of weirdness at Blizzard, but at my last BlizzCon I ever went to, there was the whole like Destiny's now free presentation that was sitting right before the good stuff. And it just oh. like rubbed me wrong. So you just annoyed that you had to wait. <laughs> I was like waiting behind this see. weird panel and to finally get and then like Warcraft 3 was announced of Reforged and I was super stoked on that. You know, my fault. But it was like Bungie or Destiny never put its best foot forward. And I associate a lot of my gripes with Anthem back to Destiny. Mm. And that's not fair. And Destiny has a very rich community, but it is the poster bullet sponge for me. Ah, yeah, fair. Um, one day I'm just going to cash it in. I'm going to, I'm going to look you straight in the face and be like, you owe me and I'm going to make you, you got to play it. it. Yeah. Okay. I'm make you do it. Okay. I, I like I'll, destiny. I like destiny, yeah, but like none, you of, do. none of my friends are playing right now, but we have, we would like just, we have a little destiny community in our discord. Like there's, there's crossover. I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to try it. I want to try destiny with a community because I always played it alone. So, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm interested in marathon. I thought it was intensely stylistic and, I have no idea what's going on because there's no gameplay. I love the look of it. I didn't really get into yeah. that because we had a lot to talk about, but I think the merit, the look of that marathon trailer I, visually to me, I think was the coolest looking thing I saw. Like, I know it's another extraction shooter, but I haven't really played extraction shooters. I played a little of call of duties one and it's fine. But if, if it's not overly punishing and, and kind of welcoming to get into, I could, I could totally see myself getting into that because I think Bungie makes some of the best shooters out there. And uh, I, I freaking love the look. I absolutely love the look of it. Well, and the uh, the whole leaving of Bungie was uh, it was kind of sexy, you know, during during a time with all the corporate overlords and then Bungie breaking out. Now they're with Sony, uh, but they you know. immediately got into bed with someone else. But I mean, yeah, I I don't think it. They could have left Activision Blizzard at a better time. Yeah. Like, so my opinion of Bungie is always going to be very high. Marketing brain, like right, like I still have some Blizzard games I like, but. What a what a time to be like we're out of here like. I, th- I think it was a good look for him. Be like we're not feeling whatever this is. <laughs> whatever might yes. be going on down here. Well, also I, I forget, but like they they were the butt of a lot of quarterly reports, being like they underperformed, yada yada yada, and they're like we, we're making destiny. We you knew what you were getting in bed with. <laughs> like yeah. what do you want from us? So I could also see them just being feeling a little scorned. This is my narrative in my head. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But no, I like, I like Bungie a lot. 
I hope one day they go back to Halo because I while I I like the newer Halos, I don't I don't love them, and I would love to see I'd love to see Bungie come home and just be like, hey, we got another Halo on us, let's do it. But uh, legally speaking, I have no idea how that would happen. And right now, it couldn't seem further from a possibility considering they're in bed with Sony. Yeah, my YouTube algorithm was very heavy on uh, all the things wrong with Halo last year, which was it, it, they nothing. did not please their fan base. Um, yeah, I'm as someone who comes to Halo primarily for the campaigns. I had a great time. I think Halo Infinite is the best Halo campaign since Bungie left the series, like by a landslide victory. I think the Infinite campaign is really, really good, but um, the multiplayer folks aren't super stoked right now. Anyway, I'm stoked to be here with you, Kyle, and wrap up another <laughs> Grinding Gear podcast. We did it! We did. One. You got any music for me? Oh, with pleasure. We want to thank our wonderful patrons supporting us on Patreon. You can support everything Kyle and I are making by going to supportourbromance.com. That'll take you to our Patreon and to our most recent patrons. We want to say thank you to Eric T. And I want to thank Dustin P., David support and leveled up noob spelt with zeros. I haven't seen that in a while and it makes me happy. Yes. That, that whole string wasn't the name. Some of it was my response to the name. And of course, oh, yeah, yeah, there's our legendary level backers, which we thank each and every episode. Thank you so much to Sean B, Mike R, Stephen J, Das, Cheesy Bob, and Sean with an EAB. Appreciate it. Other than that, Give us a follow on Twitter. Kyle's at Kyle Ferguson. I'm at Garrett Art. And we have a joint account at Garrett and Kyle. And of course, everything we do, and I mean everything, can be found on our YouTube channel. Just search for Grinding Gear on YouTube or go to youtube.com slash amovetv because YouTube won't let me rename the URL. They say someday. They've been saying someday for literally some years. Long Some years. But... Yeah, give us a follow. We stream two days a week. We have we also live stream the podcast here. We have new videos every Wednesday. So check it out. Grinding Gear on YouTube. That's going to do it for this edition. Until next week, GG. Take care.